Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Get loose, get loose. Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, episode 13, with your hosts, me, Armando, and your other, the other host, Aaron Jaffe. <laughs> Uh, wow, you're so good at these intros. Keep it up. No, you're doing great, buddy. No. Um, you know what's funny is I just completely re- like repeated the. You know that we have the pre-recording guy saying the thing. I just re- I basically repeated what the fuck he says, kind of, but like in my dumb way. Uh, anyway, um, no one noticed. They only just heard it. Continue. You're doing good. You're doing good. You got it. You can do this. So, um, what are we what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about our lives. And we're going to get into some... No, we're not. What are we talking about today? No, but how our lives uh, get, you know, all of our lives are impacted by the current uh, political climate, I suppose. But before we get into yeah, that stuff... I, I stand corrected. You're, you're correct. That's a good way to put but it. But before we get um, into that, I kind of want to talk to you about my uh, my weekend or my week so far has been kind of uh, interesting. I, I talked to you about it before we started recording, but... So that the listeners get a taste for uh, what we talked about, that'll lead into the bigger picture of this podcast. Okay. So about two and a half weeks ago, give or take roughly, my sister hung out with her mother-in-law and her their family. They kind of had like a little small family shindig. Um, the mother-in-law eventually got tested positive for. COVID-19. It's been <clears throat> it's been almost a week since I've hung out with my sister. My sister's a precaution. So the timeline's kind of fuzzy. They hung about hung out together about 2 weeks ago. About a week ago they gave uh the the mother-in-law the positive results. I hung out with my sister about a week ago. So ipso facto it's been I'm I'm just as a precaution I'm getting uh, I'm, I've been quarantining, quarantining. It's been about a week. Um, no symptoms. Feel fine. I, I still wear like a face mask inside the house whenever I gotta go potty or get food or whatever. Um, my sister feels fine. She went and actually got tested just as again, just as a precaution. So I'm just kind of like been. Uh, what do you? What's that? Self quarantining? Yeah, I've been self quarantining just as a precaution. Again, I don't feel any symptoms i'm I'm fine but can you just get tested i can but i, I don't i don't know it's like an LA. so so what i did was i went on the uh the cdc website or the california cdc website or whatever that is and it and it's got like like faqs right it says like l- l- listeners real quote i want you i want you guys to note that was him coughing not me oh, no. you if, if that's the beginning of the end you no. guys heard it here first continue on by the way i was also coughing last week too just in case you no- didn't notice it's because it's been rather humid and gross here and i got the windows closed yeah but anyway and your state is on fire and the air quality is even yeah, worse sure. than normal that's other stuff we can talk uh-huh. about later continue with your story um uh so covid uh, I forgot where the fuck we were talking. Uh, sore throat. Coffee. You've been you've been self self quarantining. Oh yeah, you don't have any oh, yeah. symptoms. So I went to the CDC website or the California government website thing. Like the FAQs, like when do you, when should you get tested? And it's got like pretty much like a step by step, like kind of like choose your own choose your own adventure questionnaire. 
And based on the questions that I answered, like you're like, no, you're fine. You don't need to go get tested. But apparently, like if if I've been in contact with someone that tested positive, then you have to go. You know, it's yeah. recommended to go. So until hundred uh, percent. Yeah. So again, my sister took the test as a precaution. If she comes out and tells me that she's been positive, then I'm gonna go get my ass tested. But I think I'm fine. Like I said, she she thinks she's fine. Um, Honestly, with almost all the COVID stuff, if you have a basic understanding on how the disease works and you can use just a little bit of common sense, it's not that complicated. So it's like, when should you go get tested? You should go get tested if you're in a situation where there's a good chance you could get COVID. Like, so what what would be, you know, were you in contact with someone who had COVID? Good chance you you could have gotten it. Go get tested. Were you in an area where you exposed to a huge, massive groups of people from all over the place? There's a good chance you could have gotten it. Probably go get tested. Like, it's just, it's just if you feel common sense and it is sick, go get tested. You know, there's, but it's just, it's tough to decipher because there's like all this, like, information and misinformation being thrown around about covid and i think a lot of people are just like ah fuck it like i'm not gonna not gonna worry about this yeah no that's the that's the there are people with that mindset and that's that's unfortunately that's how that this stuff gets uh spread is just kind of uh ignorance or willful ignorance or whatever you want to call it oh you know the recovery rate is so high who cares why why should i you know, why should it be important to me? It's like, yeah, well, somebody else, you can get somebody else sick and that would suck, you know? Uh-huh. Um, it's funny because we talked about this also pre-recording about how, um, you know, I've been playing poker with the fellas, with some of the old Lancer boys online. We've been doing like a poker stars um, on our laptops, PCs respectively, and then but doing like a Zoom simultaneously. So we're still talking shit. We still see each other's faces and and kind of reactions and stuff, and it kind of makes it fun. We're not supposed to be in front of each other like person to person, so we do that way. And uh, I wasn't present for the discussion, debate, heated argument, whatever you want to call it, but apparently, like, Tucker is on one side of the fence, and, like, Brett Killey, Brent Killey is, like, on the other side of the fence. Brent Killey is another one of our Lancer brothers, an educator. So he's, like, for sure he's... um, got to deal with it because he's got like students and shit he's got to see they've been doing all this online classes stuff and tucker's in i forget which of the dakotas either north or south dakota i I don't know exactly which of the two but um again he's in the boonies so he's not like i guess he's not taking it as seriously he's kind of from the sounds of it he's kind of teetering on the edge of like Maybe it's like a little more conspiracy theory type shit, or it's not as you know. Well, if if you if you want to talk about conspiracy theories, just to be clear, there is no North and South Dakota. There is just Dakota, and they split it up into two as a conspiracy to get <laughs> two, uh, two extra senators. No, I'm serious. <laughs> like like those two states combined have like I don't know like a sixteenth of the population of California, but they have twice as many senators. How does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, did you hear about the, uh, I guess there's two states that wanted to, 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 to be, or two places that wanted to become states. I think it was Washington, D.C., and, uh, I forget what the other one was. Well, well, no, that's, uh, yeah, so Puerto Rico and, and Washington, of course they want to become states because that gives them, uh, a say in the political process and, 
particularly for like Puerto Rico where they needed a bunch of aid after they got demolished by a hurricane and they just got shit all over. Like they would have a little bit more of a place at the table and Democrats want them to become uh, states because they think that they, they will vote um, more towards Democrats than Republicans. But like, let's, I think, I feel like we're putting the, the cart before the horse with a lot of this stuff. I mean, I feel like we should set up and sort of explain where we are politically, both, both just in terms of yeah. like how, how politically active we've been generally our views, just to give some context when we're, we're talking about this so, stuff. So I'll, let me go first because mine's probably quicker and easier. Yours probably has a little more depth to it. I, um, I've always, I wouldn't say I've always been anti-politics, but I mean, uh, as a, even as a, as a like high school kid, I've always been like, dude, that's, there's idiots. There's there's assholes on both sides of the fence, um, blue, red, Democrat, uh, Republican. Um, I just see a lot of these politicians as like, you know, power hungry people that want to get into politics to kind of be, you know, get and get the limelight, get a little bit of money doing it, get a little bit of power. They get there's definitely like a power kick to to a lot of a motivation to a lot of these guys. So I've always been kind of eh about politics in general. Um, when Trump got nominated in 2016, um, I wasn't happy, but I also wasn't surprised. I was kind of like, yeah, well, and, but there's, you know, so many people that were like, oh my God, the world's going to end, you know? So that's like the extent of my political, I shouldn't say this out loud, but fuck it. I've never voted. I know people are going to be mad, but that's okay. Um, I just don't like that whole idea of like you have to choose between the lesser of two evils, and it's it's I'm almost always. I mean, I know I guess assemblymen and congressmen, local local uh, politics. There's you get to choose from more people, and and I I feel like local um, um, ballots actually depend more on your on individual basis, but like like nationally, like the voting for president and that kind of stuff. I just feel like it's kind of moot. Sorry for those people that are really into politics. But, yeah, for the most part, I don't even watch TV nowadays. It's so heated. It's so polar. It's so – you turn on one TV station, it goes this way. You turn on the other, it goes that way. And Anyway, that's kind of where I stand with regard to politics. I don't really – I don't really swing either way. I go both ways. <laughs> uh Okay, <laughs> with with, with politics you, or just I in made general? You speechless. That was awesome. I, I, I yeah, no, it's because because you like uh, uh, this is this was what was going through my head. I was like, oh no, he's just put a horrible, horrible mental image in all of our listeners' heads. How do I save them from this? And I, I froze like a deer in the the headlights of of a van where Mondo was having sex with some guys no, in the back of it. No. I was like I was like, "Oh no, I'm sorry listeners. I just put that image in your head now. I'm making it worse. Let's get back to politics. No, no, Jesus no. Christ. I'm, um, I'm very very what, much in love with so, Aldana. So, so so somewhat similar to you. Like I, I actually never voted uh until the 2016 election. That was the first election I ever voted in. Um I did, which is weird because I, I did phone bank for Obama in the tw- 2008 election. Um, and that was more like I was in Denver. There was somebody, it's, it's very easy to get me to do things where he's like, hey, we're going to go do this thing. I was like, okay, I'll come. 
Um, but I, I, I would always, I've always, and I still would classify myself as an independent. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there's, there's plenty of things that I, I don't like that the Democratic Party does. I don't particularly like their management style. Uh, I think that they're, uh, a lot of them, just like you said, a lot of them is, is sort of a power thing. A lot of them are beholden to, to special interests. They're, they're getting a little cut of things on the side. But um, I, I also will always default to, to logic. Um, so I don't, I don't go into this, this both sides thing that you're talking about, this lesser of two evils. I mean, cause when I, when I look at it, it's like the democratic party, I'm like, well, you guys ch- solved it, try to solve too many problems purely by just throwing money at it. I don't like your management style, like things like that. And when I look at the Republicans, I'm like, well, you guys are systematically destroying the country. You're, you're setting it up so extremely wealthy people can make huge cash grabs at the expense of poor people. And you're having zero regard for the planet in a way that we might not ever be able to fix. And like, that's fucking not okay. So like whatever issues that I have with the democratic party, which I I have, I have many, they probably don't give a shit the people in power, which is part of the problem. But I don't see it as a both sides thing. I'm like, like here's here's the example. This this is this is this is what I what I think of when I hear people say, "Oh, it's it's both sides." I'm like, would be if like like one person was uh, was like shoplifting and like stealing electronics out of like fucking Best Buy, and then the other person was running a doomsday cult that murdered all the members, and you're like, well, both both sides has, have criminals. Like both sides are criminals. You know, the, this one guy uh, stole an iPhone charger and this other person, you know, murdered like, like 60 people, uh, by getting them to drink Kool-Aid. By the way, side, side tangent, just quick question. If you were going to have a doomsday cult and murder people via Kool-Aid, what flavor of Kool-Aid would you use? Um, you know, it's, it's so in high school, I think purple grape drink, whatever grape is. Great. When when I was in, um, See that's that's your compassionate. You at least if you're gonna murder them, you at least want them to go out with the best flavor of Kool Aid. Yeah. So that says that you're you may be a homicidal maniac, but you're still kind of it a good person. It tastes good. Like well, actually, yeah. actually, let's be let's be clear here. Almost all Kool Aid tastes the same. It's all fucking sugar and color. It's all it is. Oh, it's the exact it's the exact there's, same there's thing. Like it very, just is a different dye. It's literally the same flavor. Eh, there's, there's subtle differences, but like. The, it's the, the same the, fucking flavor. The faintest, the faintest of subtle differences in them. I happen to know this as a fact because when I was in high school, sorry to go on this quick tangent. Um, I was the, of of like my football team. I was the uh, the kid that lived like the closest to the high school. Like I literally lived like two blocks away or something like that. It was like really we could walk there like in two minutes. So when we had two a days and three a days. Um, me and about four or five of my posse, my local, like my closer football buddies, we'd walk to my parents' house. We'd walk to our pl- our place, and we would drink like fucking three gallons of Kool Aid while we're just like fucking sitting there like recovering. Because doing two a day, three a days, you get like maybe an hour or two between whatever um, sessions. Mm-hmm. So none of none of the guys wanted to go home. We just go to my mom's house and make like seventeen gallons of Kool Aid. So yes, there is. I'm 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 kind of a Kool Aid expert. Aaron, I hope you didn't. I, hope, I think you didn't know this, but yeah, I I understand. So you're 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 a Kool Aid aficionado, yes, yes. but not a politics aficionado. I know more about Kool Aid than, than I know about politics. <laughs> uh, would um, you say? I got a question for you. Yes. Uh, getting back on point. 
would chicken chicken before the egg did you did when you were because Aaron wrote a book and I think we mentioned that in another podcast he wrote a book uh just after the 2016 election yeah I, well I can explain well, let me so I, yeah I so say, did just, you write the book did, did you do research for the book and that's when you got a little more political politically savvy yes so so the the major part of the book I had to do was writing bios of the candidates. I mean, it was just a small publishing house. They wanted to uh, get a book out for the 2016 election just to try to make some money. And they're like, we're going to pay you $3,000 to co-author it. I'm like, cool. Like, you're going to fucking pay me money to like... And, and that, that was part of the problem. They had they had an author on board, but they wanted it to be like irreverent and humorous. And they're like, yeah, we need you to make fun of the candidates and like write like jokes and things like that. I'm like, so you're going to pay me $3,000 to like roast these people like this is this is yeah. awesome like cool i'm in um but to to do that like i really yes i really did do a lot of research into their backstories like i mean i read biographies on both hillary clinton and and, and trump like actually multiple um biographies i i i, <laughs> I even i don't you probably don't know who mike huckabee is that's good yeah, for I you i think i read something um, about him in the in the book but i even bought his biography he had a he had an autobiography and i bought it because it was like a dollar and one cent on amazon because they're like can you please take these <laughs> fucking mike puckaby biographies like there's there's a warehouse in the of them somewhere in the midwest like just take these things for us please and i tried to read it and it was so bad that i was like no i, I can't like just the actual writing was terrible anyhow so the point i was getting at is like i learned a ton about these candidates and then in that process, I was like, oh, like some of these people are fucking insane, power hungry people like you're talking about. Some of them aren't. Some of them legitimately, legitimately really are just trying to help the people of this country. Like there's a big uh, spectrum and people are, are all across the spectrum. Um, I'm pretty sure Trump is on the spectrum somewhere. <laughs> d- d- different spectrum maybe, but um, – yeah, I was like, oh, fuck, like this stuff really does make a difference. And then everything that's happened with Trump and people uh, are sort of, st- I feel like they're still becoming aware of it. I've been like painfully aware since I did all that research. And I was like, oh, fuck, like this, this it's not that it's a lesser of two evils. I'm like, this could be catastrophically bad. Um I just hope he never has to deal with anything serious. I hope it's just like a smooth sailing, like four years. There's, there's no crises, nothing happens, and he can just, he can, and then, just, and then <laughs> we can just get through COVID that. Happen- there's a bunch of things that have happened since his. Yeah, it's not quite how it played right, out, is it? No, so it's been a bunch of stuff that's happened since his election. Um, some of it his fault, some of it not. He he tends to, and and I I think uh, I, you made a comment about it. I think I tend to agree with it. He. He definitely doesn't make things easier. He definitely stokes the fire and makes certain things worse. Um, he's not. A, he's definitely not a calming president. He's not like a type of guy that's like, "Don't worry, world," or "Don't worry, U.S. We got this shit under control. No need to, no fear." He, t- he definitely likes to like, like uh, he's like the kid with the magnifying glass over ants. Like, well, they're gonna die anyway. You know, well, I don't know. That's how I feel. So. He, he he's an instigator yeah. um that's sort of he's kind of got one move right like he likes to complain and say how bad people are and how he'd do everything so much better 
And that's sort of what he does. That's what he did as a, and it worked. That actually works pretty good as a candidate. You know, it's like, oh, like this this other party fucked everything up. I would be better. I'm the best one. But then it's it's a whole different skill set of being sort of a cranky old man and instigating, and then actually having to do things. Um, I'm wondering, you think you want to? Do you want to just go full on into Trump? Because I can talk about him or his backstory. Okay, here's what I. There's, there's also like all this broader stuff that was happened before Trump, and and I don't know if you've heard people say he's he's just a symptom of what had already been happening. I, I don't know. So, I mean, so you, you, you so tell me I'm what not, you want to where you want we to start. Go, we're gonna go all over the place and back and forward and left and right. Um, I'm not. I want to make it clear that I'm not a Trump apologist. Um, but I also see the other side like completely painting him as like this villain not giving him credit for the few positive things he's done few positive such as again i'm not i can't i can't give you a no no i want i want to there there was two positive things that he's done here things here and there but you're having me such as you're having me recall things off of a shitty shitty uh post stoner reference like i i can't I don't have these uh-huh. things in front of me where I can okay. like. So there, hypothetically, there's things that he's done well. We can't remember actually. I, I could tell you one thing that he, he did well he, and no well, one he, knows about because he, he, did, he doesn't talk the, about it, which is weird is to me. They, they nitpick a ton of the details that he does wrong, quote unquote wrong. Mm-hmm. But they also don't nitpick the little details of the positive things he does. Such as? Again, I, 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 you, you came prepared for this. You came, you came relatively prepared for this. But like things of like, like, uh, like, um, um, honoring certain people uh, that serve certain war things. Again, I, I'm, I'm completely ill prepared for all this. I don't, I don't have anything in front of me. I don't, I don't. I'm not prepared for a political debate about Trump being a dick or not. I think he. I think there's. I think for I, I I understand what you're saying. I'm not trying to have a debate, but you're you're still again. So I I I'm just re- reaffirming the premise that I stated. Like I I I do not go in for this this sort of both sides thing, and that's again what you're you're espousing. Like and the wire preface is like yeah, I I 100 understand why people don't like things that the Democrats do, but I don't think it's equivalent and. I'm always going to push back a little bit when I hear someone sort of going into the both sides. Yeah, see, I'm like, yeah, that see, that's, doesn't, that's, it just doesn't that's fly why with it's me. That's unfair because I didn't come prepared for this. I could have, I could have, if I, if I cared enough, I could have sat down and, and, and written down all these little stupid details that go unnoticed. Um, and I could have also like, I could have made like a, uh, compare and contrast Venn diagram thing of like the little details and, the things that he's done that are shitty and the things he's done that are relatively positive, but I didn't take, I don't care enough to even take the time. I just see, I just see, I see both sides are being shitty. I see both sides being very, very shitty to each other. And it's not, it's like, it's making each other, it's making both sides look bad. If anything, it's not making anyone look like, like, so, so when you when you say both sides, who who are I'm you talking about? talking about Democrats, Republicans. I'm talking about pro-Trump, anti-Trump. I'm talking about like every every political movement you, or organization you can think of nowadays. The uh, so yeah. 
so, but again, this, this is this is where I run into to trouble because I I definitely don't get as worked up emotionally about this stuff. Like that's one thing that I've, I've I have noticed particularly from Democrats. Like if if you make fun of a Democratic candidate, like they lose their shit. It's like because you know, like there's I mean. There's Joe Biden memes about him being old. It's like, yeah, he's fucking, he's fucking 78. Like he's an old man. Like if you're, if they're making fun of Joe being an old man, you, you just have to kind of own that. Like sometimes he sounds like he's half awake. Like that's just what it is, yeah. what it is. But the problem is <laughs> if you are really being objective, then you don't have this like, well, it's both sides being shitty because I'm sure if if like we really went went sat there and did some research, I there, we could find more than two things that Trump has done well. But it would be it would be a function of like there would be like like you're saying like some small things like oh he did this little thing really well or he um, he said the right thing in this instance or like that, and then it would be like these huge massive things that led to. Tens, tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people losing their lives, uh, things that that have stripped social, you know, stripped uh, potentially rights from from people, you know, trying to destroy healthcare, like all this, like really big stuff. And um, I've one one of the, the phrases I've heard that actually like helps keep me sane through all of this is is news, not noise. And I heard you talking about how fucking hard it can be to follow like anything from cable right. news, right? Like you like listen to you're like what the fuck are you talking about? And cuz so much of it's just noise. It's it, yeah, like you're right. Like they do argue a bunch about stupid little shit where it's like, "Oh, Trump didn't do this quite right." Or like they spent like a week talking about him walking down a ramp. Did you catch any of no, that? No, no, I didn't. Good. That's there was this there's this whole thing where it was he was trying to walked down a ramp with a, with a uh, military escort and he was walking like two inches every step and, and he looked like an old man and they had all this coverage and I was like, dude, who, who cares? It doesn't, this doesn't matter at all. Like just let's, can we move on and talk about actually substantial things? So again, like I, I, I understand what you're saying. I just reject the premise that that is that you can get to your also a little bit more. So, so because of, um, I guess you're, uh, I wouldn't say you're a political activist, but you've definitely got your ear lower to the ground, um, when it comes to politics than I do. So you're, you're able to at least keep mental notes, uh, a mental tally of like, you know, whatever the good things, bad things he's done, and the same with any, you know. Uh, let me ask you this, okay? Yes. Or actually, let me let me let me uh, preface it by saying, like, after after Trump got elected, I I I very rarely made Facebook Facebook posts back then, but I think I I think I posted a you know that meme with uh, Nate Diaz that says I'm not surprised motherfuckers like where he's all bloodied up and he beat after he beat Conor McGregor up and he's like mm-hmm. flipping the camera off he's like I'm not surprised motherfuckers anyways that's kind of how I felt after Trump was elected I was like ah there was so much dirt flying left and right um from both sides that I was like at at that point okay so a lot of people, a lot of my Facebook friends, quote unquote friends, even 
even like distant relatives were uh, were fervently anti so anti-Trump and so pro Hillary like Hillary's like the Hillary's uh, the next okay. exactly so <laughs> I, you you winced but they were so like Hillary's the next fucking coming of Christ like it it felt like it felt like really like pro one and anti the other and I was like I don't know how you can feel that way I, I just don't so so just to to because I know you read this section of the book um in in each of the little biographies I I try there'd be like a little gimmick I, I would use usually to to try to make it entertaining and the comparison I made of Hillary Clinton uh in in the book was to Batman right. and that was in the sense of like like someone who maybe is like a little bit morally gray and they're using you know questionable means to 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 get to the end goal that they want they probably have some tra- childhood trauma they're a little bit fucked up in the head but still a pretty intelligent, efficient person doing what they do. That was sort of my take on her. Um, but oh, and just just to you know, spoiler alert if you read it. But it's like her father was a military drill surgeon and was fucking like terrible to that. One of the stories I read was she, she she had she didn't clean her toothbrush all the way, like clean it off after she was done brushing her teeth at night. So like they lived in Chicago. This was in winter and freezing cold. He took her her toothbrush out, threw it into the fucking snow, and said, "Get on your knees, go find it, so you'll never forget to clean your toothbrush again." I'm like, Jesus yeah. Christ! Like that's that's just yeah. you know that'll that'll get you a little little fucked up. And um, and then she's also people always miss this. She's extremely religious, yeah. like super religious. Yeah, I read that part. There, there is there is this whole thing about uh, she she was not. She, they're like, oh, she you know she's. She she was against gay marriage. Like she's only recently and and they thought they thought she was doing it for political reasons. I'm like, no, she probably is still against gay right. marriage. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's that's just who she she is. And I you know I I I never thought that she was going to be uh, an ideal leader, but I was also aware of what the alternative was. So that's where that's again that's where you and I differ. It's like I I. I I don't. COVID would have still happened. All the stuff that's happening to the economy. It's it still would have happened whether it was Hillary or Trump. None of this. Everything that's happened since there, there are very few things that I would have been, in my opinion, that I would have been different mm-hmm. had it been Hillary been elected over Trump. I, I think, I think you'd have, you'd have, you'd have a little less. Uh, 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 sliminess on social media behalf, I think, maybe. I still think there's a lot of Hillary stuff that's been covered up, that's not been exposed. Um, you know, it just I just feel like it would have been, it's just, it's just slimy and greasy on both sides, and I just don't... Um, I'm, I'm still trying to get to a bigger uh, pr- perspective because all, all the stuff and the things that I, w- I was worried about Long predate COVID, they're still in the process. Like, like what what I view as the worst of the worst of this this whole thing and the ramifications of what Trump is, is has done and is in the process of still doing haven't even come to play yet. Yeah. Like, COVID is just a drop in the pond compared to that. So we can get to it to it later. But I also just reject your, the I, and and again this this might be because I have been following this extremely closely. And um, 
to 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 be fair, and so here's here's a good example just to to show you how Keaton and I've been. I, I'm not listening to cable news because, like I said, you're going to get all these these narratives. They're trying to spin a story kind of in the way that they want. Um, like I, I've just been reading the actual source material of the studies and doing da- the data interpretation myself. And a lot of times, you know, you'll see they'll they'll talk about well, this study said this thing. And I'm like, okay, well, what study was that? And then I go see the article that they're talking about and it's a different story. And then it finally cites the article and then I read the, or sorry, it cites the study. And then I read the entire study and I'm like, okay, now I understand fully what this data means and I understand what they're saying. And yeah, you know, story A kind of had it right. Story B was just spinning it completely the way they wanted to okay, I fucking get what's going on. And I'll be honest, I've stopped doing that in the last month or so because it got exhausting. But um, yeah, there was a while where like, I mean, down to to every study, I was I was doing like a deep dive into the data because I really wanted to understand what was going on. Um, and and literally, I, we, all, all the, I think all the shutdowns, everything, all that could have been avoided if... There was a president who just listened to what uh, his intelligence agencies were saying and just said, hey, you know, as a precaution, uh, this is really bad. We're going to have to wear masks. They really they really pushed it. And a, a larger percent of the people, mostly in just in New York, um, had had been wearing masks from, you know, like mid-February on. Uh, we probably could have avoided the whole the whole shutdown and there would have been uh, well cuz we talked about this too before we started recording about how many people like downplay even now even even now that it is a real thing and it it has impacted people and there are a lot of people sick there are still like a percentage of the population that still downplay it to this day so you yeah so so those people those people yes but those people don't tend to live in really uh, major metropolitan areas and urban cities. And again, New York is still the the worst. Uh, New York, New Jersey, like the tri-state area, has, has bared the brunt of the, the deaths because we didn't know how to treat it as well early on. And... Um, it, it, it's just when if you if you look at, at other large com- countries that are comparable to us in terms of medical technology and how they deal with it, it it's just, it's just like a fraction of the deaths. It's like not even close. Um, so again, this whole uh, nothing would be different. Um, you know, if if you want, and and maybe maybe this jumped to mind because uh, you know the, the the prime minister of Germany is is, is also a woman. Um, she she. And God, I was, I was I was about to say I think she she's she she's a much warmer personality than Hillary Clinton, and I started to laugh because I'm like God damn Hillary Clinton if like the 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 the, the sort of butch German prime minister is a warmer per- personality than you like that that's not a good look <laughs> that, re- that really says something yeah you know, it's like when you think yeah like warm and fuzzy people is usually not the Germans that um jump to mind but uh yeah it, it's just. Like Germany is a country of oh god, let me let me look up the population just so I don't I don't get this wrong, but I mean they're obviously not a, a, as large of us, but they're still a major country. They've got eighty three million, uh, and they've the eighty three million, and they've had let's see if I can pull up the actual numbers again. It's a fraction. I think maybe like eight thousand yeah. deaths total. Yeah, but. Uh- yeah, as a country, we as a country, but that's where that's where I don't know. 
like, is Trump really the fall guy for all that, or is the nation? Is it just because we're fucking shitty Americans? Like, it, could he have? Could he have? Could he have done things to prevent? Sure. Could 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 America? Could, could yes. America in general? Could we Americans as a whole, but been doing a better job instead of being just shitty Americans? Yeah, we could have. We could have uh, been paying attention to what all the CDC was saying from the get-go. Except, except, so he, so here, here, again, here's the, the, the problem. And, and again, this might be something... Do you, do you know who Bob Woodward is? Uh, prob- no. I don't, it's, it doesn't sound familiar. Uh, you, know who Richard, you know who Richard Nixon is, yes. right? He's, he's an alum of your uh-huh. college. Do you remember, remember he did some not-so-good stuff, yeah. and then they were like, hey, maybe don't be president anymore? That's you know funny. The, is, uh, well, oh, oh, hold on. The, the, not, not a tangent. We're, yeah, we're, we're, this, this was, this was, this was a, a point was being made. We're in process. Yeah, N- N- Richard Nixon was a, was a naughty little boy. He had some people break into a, to a hotel. There, there is... Recordings, all that. The the journalist who brought him down, who broke that story, was was well. There was two of them. There was Woodward and Bernstein. They're they're two journalists. Uh, Woodward, Bob Woodward has has continued to do a lot of pieces uh, on Trump, and he recently uh, published a book where he got Trump on tape talking about how he knew how bad and how deadly COVID was back in February, and that he likes to intentionally downplay it because and and in the the thing the, in the the um recording i think he says well he's, i don't want to worry people but and and with trump it, it there's it always goes back to two things it goes back to is it going to cost him is, is it going to make him make him money or lose money and is it going to get him attention he wants a lot of attention and a lot of money because money is a method of getting attention if you any any motives with trump if you're trying to figure out that's sort of the, the the root of it and so it's like he he it's it's you don't even have to speculate he's he's on tape telling probably the worst person in the world to tell this stuff that he intentionally downplayed it and you 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 we've as a country repeatedly been put in the situation where it's like well we do we have to take the scientist's word for it or do we have to take the president of the United States who's having like daily press briefings and the media will cover everything he says or do we take a scientist's word for it? And there's been this like back and forth instead of a unified message. I'm like, so yeah, that is kind of on him. I think, uh, I think the greater, um, the greater uh, problem is – so when Trump was elected, he was you – know, one of the things he was saying was like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to empty the swamp and all that crap. I I I uh-huh. don't think by him being elected, the swamp was going to be emptied. I think it's just gonna be like it's gonna no. be emptied and then refilled with different kinds of murk and mud and shit. No, it got much worse. I mean, so so that was that was I think probably one of the best things um, that happened. You know, like in his campaign, in his campaign message was drain the swamp yeah. because nobody in their right mind who's paying attention to American, American politics are like, oh my God, these people are fucking angels. What do you, how dare you call them the swamp? They're, they're just good Christians who have our best interests in heart. God bless every one of them. It's like, no, I like, there's some swamp creatures in there, there, right? there are people that believe that, though. You gotta be careful. You can't make a generalization that there's nobody that dumb to believe that. Look, no, there are people that are that, oh. are that dumb that believe that 
the swamp was emptied and then Trump is our savior. I don't I don't I don't think that's the case either. I think But the the, the, the difference is that he it's not that he <laughs> it's not it's not even he drained it. It was like he was like, let me let me put even worse yeah, swamp creatures in. Let like me said. So so and this this is this is the one that still drives me the absolute nuts is he <laughs> Do you, do you know what the EPA is? Yeah. The, yeah. Well, environmental the, the environment, environmental yes, protection yes, yes, agency. Yes, yes. So it's like they're uh, in charge of conserving the national forest and making sure that we don't destroy. Um, right. Right. You know, like Yosem- Yosemite National Park to like drill oil yeah. and uh, and and then they're also important in charge of like really important things like emissions requirements uh, for cars and things like yeah. that. I, th- I th- actually maybe not. I think the EPA is in charge of that. Anyhow, he put a, he put a, a lobby a, a I believe he was an oil lobbyist, but definitely a lobbyist who had been actively lobbying to <laughs> to uh, get all the EPA regulations uh, dis- you know destroyed. He put, he took that guy. He's like, I'm gonna put you in charge of the EPA. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? So the point I was like, the, no, the stop point, it. The point, <laughs> stop the it. Point I was trying to make a little bit ago about the draining the swamp and then. Refilling it back yeah. up with his own murk and mud and bullshit is that I think um, you, you when you give uh, this and uh, this, similarly when uh, uh, RBG passed away right we'll get to that probably here in a little bit but that it's it's a shitty system when one person has that much control that much power and that much influence and sway into what happens either way you look at it whether Trump's a villainous piece of shit, or he's just another one of those guys. He's just another fucking polit- politician. I deal. Okay, so I I came up every job that I've had since I graduated college has been like a major corporation. I don't want to mention those corporations, but there there are politics in the business world. There are there, for anyone that's ever worked in a corporate environment to say that there is no politics at play. When you try to climb the ladder of the po- uh, corporate world, you're full of shit because there's a lot of politics at play. Every day you go to work, there's always somebody kissing ass. There's always somebody stepping on somebody else. To, it's like all political maneuvers to kind of get more money, uh, climb the ladder, whatever you want to call it. Trump is, and again, this is not an apology on his behalf. I think he's, a, I, I fucking, I've, I've, I've always despised every corporate company i've worked for i've despised the politics behind the companies i've worked for i wish that i could climb the ladder without having to play the politics game i wish i could climb the corporate ladder on merit alone that i you know they, they see that this guy works hard this guy shows up to work this guy's performance is better than the guy before him um but everywhere you go there's politics at play oh i don't really like that guy's attitude or you know what He's he's kind of showing me up. Oh, you know what? He's uh he's done a better job than I have, and 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 he, I don't want him to replace me. So I gotta kind of I gotta kind of keep a glass ceiling over this kid, or a number of things, a number of shitty shitty things, former bosses, former coworkers have done. Um, and they do such a good job of like kissing ass. To the point where their their misdeeds are forgiven, and the new kid in the block is looked at like uh, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. 
Uh, I've been watching The Office lately. I've never ever ever seen The Office before. I, I, okay. I'm, I'm kind of going in different directions here, but bear with me. Yes. Okay. Um, another one of my coworkers made the reference. I don't know if you've seen it, The Office or not. Have you? The show. Mm-hmm. So you know Michael Scott, the boss there. Yeah. My most recent direct supervisor was like an unfunny, unlikable Michael Scott. Like the dude could get away with saying and like doing uh, pretty much murdering people, saying the most inappropriate things, the most unprofessional, inappropriate things. But all those things he's, all those misdeeds, all those bad, those shitty things he's done and said to other people, the shittiness he's been, they go, they go forgiven. They get swept underneath the carpet. Like, like the the higher ups, the higher executives, like pretend like, oh no, this shit doesn't exist. It doesn't happen. Or, or maybe they just turn a blind blind eye. Whatever. Right. I've always hated that. I've always hated that. It's one of the worst things about having worked for corporations that I just, I just, it guts me. It makes me feel sick to my stomach. But when you want to make money, you gotta bite the bullet, right? I see Trump as just another one of those guys. Again, this is not an apology on his behalf. I despise people like Trump. I despise people that will that will uh, will roll with the tide, whatever whatever direction the tide goes. Oh yeah, that. Oh yeah, I feel this way. This is my opinion. And then, as soon as the tide's in a different favor, the money in your case, like in, like how you pointed out, there's profits to be made or whatever. Then he changes his opinion. I I hate that about all politicians, including Trump. Um, so again, it's not an apo- it's not an apology. It's just like when I see him, I just be like, eh, nothing new to me. An- another fucking shitty corporate political thick bag. I mean, I I don't. I mean, that's just how I feel. It's tough. I'm I'm trying I'm trying to think how to respond because I I think there, there's there's two th- there's two things where I'm having difficulty responding. One. Uh, I think you just have a fundamental misunderstanding of who Trump is and what the situation is. And that's, that's fun. Like if you just sort of heard all this like noise and chatter from cable news and like, I understand why people think that, like I get it. And the second part I'm having trouble where I'm having trouble is because like, ultimately I don't really give that much of a shit about Trump because there's like much bigger problems afoot. Like, like whether Trump says a bad word or he uses phrasing that offends people or like the, I don't give a fuck. Like, like, again, we're not talking about like whether he's a good guy or his hair looks funnier. It's like, yo, like the way that humans live on this planet or our existence could you not could is like going to fundamentally change. And it's just a question of how much it changes. And like, those are the stakes and like we're arguing about stupid yeah. shit. It was sort of, um, and just to, just to give you this, is, this is actually kind of a good parallel because this is what he he meant. You were a big Game of Thrones fan, right? Yeah, I liked it. I started reading the books. I think I'm like halfway through book two. But go on. And and let's let's just pretend that the stupid ending wasn't real. Like forget forget everything up until you know the, in the last season that was them being idiots. Like this the story. You know that the story that George R. R. Martin was trying to tell. Was is actually a parable for climate change. The the White Walkers and everything, the, the, they were climate change, and it's like there's this huge, like nearly insurmountable threat that's going to destroy all of mankind in his story. 
And then meanwhile, it's like there's all these political squabblings. And is Joffrey going to get married to this person or that person? And everyone's like stabbing has, each other in the back. George R.R. R. R. Martin said that? Like, has he come out? And, okay. Yes. Yes. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, no. This isn't, this isn't a theory. Like, yes, that's what he, that was he said. And it's like, so you can debate whether Trump is Joffrey, which I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't think uh, that, that one. I mean, because he started writing, uh, I, I think it was like 140 years ago when George R.R. Yeah. Martin started writing Game of yeah, Thrones. Yeah. So I don't, think, I don't think that was based on Trump. Joffrey wasn't. But like, yeah, he's probably Joffrey. And you can debate about how much of a shit Joffrey is. But in the, the, what I'm saying is like, dude, there's fucking White Walkers coming. And you're arguing about whether Joffrey is like just like a little bit of a cranky child or he's like evil incarnate. I'm like, dude, I don't give a fuck, man. There's goddamn white walkers. Yeah. Armando. Yeah. So what we need is a, uh, a, uh, an Aegon Targaryen <laughs> to unite the, uh, so, so, so here's my question. Do you, do you want me to, do you want me to, to talk, to try to, explain what I'm talking about when I say white walkers are coming or do you want me to get more into Joffrey? Cause I could go, I could, we could go however either way. You wanna, I however could, you want to do it. It's going to be funny either you, way. You, you, you tell me this is, this is Armando Ramirez. Choose your own adventure, political edition. Uh, I think, I, I think I'm equally as, uh, interested in both. So I, I don't, whatever. Yeah. If, if you were to compare the, do, 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 no, 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 this, this is choose your own adventure. No option it, one. No, no, we go down no, the White Walkers because, path. You can you can always go back in the book and choose and no, option two. If but you leave it to me. I want to talk more about fucking. Um, well, yeah, you want to talk about the prince who was promised and the legend of Azora High yeah, and all the Game and of Thrones stuff. I want to talk stuff, about but, fucking uh, uh, Cersei Lannister and and, uh, and Armando. Armando, focus, focus up. You can do this, buddy. Okay. We're, we're as what uh, White Walkers as a parable for climate change. Joffrey as a parable for Trump. Those are those are the two uh, options I've given you because I'm uh, trying to help you, you you focus up here. Come on, bud, know, you can I don't do know it. Why we have to only choose those two, but I guess if we're gonna talk about one, because I hate talking about Trump, I hate the guy. I don't want to talk about. Let's talk about White Walkers. Okay. Let's talk about White Walkers. Yeah. Um. And 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 I think obviously you, you know you know Game of Thrones was a fictional story, right? You're aware. It wasn't. It that's really not like happen. a historical. You mean it didn't really happen no. in Europe somewhere? <laughs> Fuck! There was no dragons. Yeah. I was hoping that the dragons would come back, dude. No, there might there might have been there might have been dragons. Conspiracy theory. Hashtag dragons are real. But um, dragons, guys, that was a joke. Dragons are not real. No conspiracy theory zone for a second. I don't know if there's a real dragon. I think you'd be like Jeff Epstein. I, I think I think I actually do do have to make that really clear because there there are still people who think climate change. Uh, is a made-up government conspiracy, and it's just all phony. Let let me let me just sort of back up from that. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be serious with this for a second. Um, so the reason I asked him, like, if you knew it was a story, and I was sort of joking around, is because for a story, it needs to be really dramatic. Like, all man kind is gonna be wiped out by this huge army. Like, it's not quite that dramatic with climate change. And I, and I think that's the confusion. A lot of people think climate change is like, you know, in those disaster movies, I don't know if you can remember one where it's like, Oh my God, like climate change happened this week. And now there's this huge yeah. storm and there's tornadoes. And like, what was I've that movie like, with John? I've Kizak? seen like three of them. One of them was 2012 and one of them was the day after tomorrow or something like that. I've seen like two or three, like so, climate change, end of the world type, uh, post-apocalyptic so, type movies. Yeah. 
So, so some people think it's going to be like that, and they're like, no, that's that's a fucking movie. Calm down. And then there's other people who are like, okay, whatever. Like, climate change, global warming, what the fuck's that even matter? So it's going to get like three degrees cooler. I'm just going to have to crank up the AC a little bit. It's not a big deal. And like, I understand that line of thinking too. And that's where I'm like, oh, you don't understand how how this whole this whole system. When I say system, like the fucking planet Earth works. Um, so let me let me let me sort of like key you in. For for a lot of us, if the temperature goes up a few degrees, it's not a big deal. And when people when they say global warming, that's what they mean. They mean on average the the actual temperature rising, um, and and that that has something that's been provably been been happening. Um, and then climate change is the ways that the increase in energy in the system, the increase in temperature is going to th- then affect the, the climate on a broader scale. Uh, and the, the, the big difference between the disaster movies and reality is it's not this like one giant fucking thing that happens. It's just, it's going to be thousands and thousands of these little tipping points where it's like, oh, we didn't know this was going to happen, but look, apparently in this specific area when the temperature hits this, you know, one degree more, something happens. And an example that you don't have to speculate or, oh, this could happen in the future is in parts of California, when it got just a little bit hotter, that meant that leaves were dying a little bit sooner in the season and they're falling off and that was creating, so there's just a bigger accumulation of leaves and then we saw forest fires rise precipitously. And 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 not to go back down the Trump path but he, that's why he's like you have to you have to rake the forests because because yeah there's like all this dead foliage because of of the temperatures rising just a little bit and it's like yeah you probably can't go out with a uh, broom and dustpan and like rake like a hundred fucking acres of forest but that that would be exact do, do you accept this premise that i've just given you yeah. that, that there are more forest fires fires in california and that's because the temperatures went up a little bit yeah that so that like that all makes sense we're on the same page yeah, yeah? okay that's that's like one example of probably thousands that will happen as the the temperature um, increases, and I'm not I'm just not, to I'm give not you denying some t- that climate change like, that is isn't real. I do believe there is a lot of merit to all that stuff that's that they say. I, I'm not I'm not a scientist. I have not. That's another thing I've not looked into. Um, I, on Facebook about a week ago, I posted something on like, "Hey, I'm looking to, I'm, I'm, I'm heavily considering moving out of California. I still kind of want to stay in the Southwest, maybe Nevada, maybe Arizona, maybe Texas, New Mexico, somewhere thereabouts." And one of the places I pointed out was Phoenix, and and <laughs> right, uh, hold on, wait a minute, okay. right away, like I got I got a, a post from Lizer and also a text from Lizer saying, "Dude." You don't. I don't want to. I don't. I'm gonna try to do his best impersonation as I can. He's like, dude, you don't want to go there because in 30 years it's gonna be 150 degrees in Phoenix, Arizona. And I'm like, no. So I, I, I just kind of like, I didn't reply to it. I'm like, thanks. You know, thank you. I forgot what I said to him. I was like, cool. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know. I, it's hard. It's, it's it's with just with everything. It's hard to uh, to know which publishings or you know which. Which one of his articles that he read? How many of those things are fact, fact based, or 
Fact checked. I, I was actually going to make a joke when I was like, it's like, yeah, like where all human life isn't going to exist. I was like, and I was going to make a joke about, yeah, maybe in Phoenix, maybe that, that city will finally, you know, become incinerated and go back to hell where it belongs. But the, the reality of it is like humans are highly adaptable, right? We have sweat glands. We've got technology. We've got air conditions. Like, like already, like there shouldn't be humans living in Phoenix. There shouldn't be people like that place. Like LA shouldn't be as populated as it is. LA's LA's right. desert. We we've man made. We've built cities on top of fucking deserts and moved water and vegetation to where it wasn't before. And so yeah, you're right. We are adaptable. We we fuck shit up. So so I, I think that's that's going to be less of an issue. Like. Phoenix, like, yeah, like, okay, they're going to have to manufacture a different type of air conditioner than they already have. The The problem is more um, – so, so I'll, I'll give you two examples that, that I could think of. And, it, and so, so there's, there's some cities like Phoenix that are, are very hot, and they're not in first world countries. And if the, the temperature goes up three to three degrees, I'm not talking about 50 degrees and we're not talking about disaster movies where all of a sudden there's giant typhoons everywhere. I'm talking, if the, if the temperature goes up three degrees, they don't, they don't have air conditioning because they're not first world countries the same way we are. And their food supply will become non-existent. And you're going to have 10, you know, 10, 10 million some odd people that are suddenly displaced and ha- and have to leave because they can't survive there anymore. Like it's not America, but those people have to go somewhere, and that is a huge ripple effect. Like like we're 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 worried about like you know immigration. Well, we quote unquote we the the country of America uh, via its political parties are worried about immigration right now. What happens if ten million people suddenly can't live where they live? And they've, they, they're just they they have to move because there's no food source for them anymore, like. And and not to not to be cold and uh, calculating here and, and a complete sociopath asshole, but like, do you, do you think like ten million refugees trying trying to find a home would be good for our economy? No, probably not. Moving to Florida. Um, just just, just all go to Florida. Let me let me give you let me give you another example. This was this is one that that might sort of. Hit home, and this is. I actually did do a lot of research into this because I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like this could be really bad. Um, we we were, we were talking about COVID and kind of pandemics before. Like you made a, you know, we were we were talking about some of the conspiracy theories of um, it was it was built in a lab. I'm like, ah, fucking who knows? It's China. Who knows if that's true or not? I don't know. I don't really want to enter into that. But what was, what was the other theory that you brought up? Uh. That in China that some that people got it from eating bats or some shit. Again, I didn't make this shit up. I heard it somewhere. No, no, no. That well, and that's that was that's actually been presented as the in, in China they they're called wet markets. Yeah, yeah, I know about that. So it's like they're just like dirty, sloppy. Like it's they call them wet markets because things are like in in like jars of like water and there's like dead bats like hanging up. It's just. It, it's it's like an unsanitary it, the, it's like an unsanitary swap meet with a bunch of different foods from all over the place in China brought into one little tiny little place. Um, exactly, exactly. And do, do do you know why humans contracting COVID from bats is somewhat plausible? Uh, because the animals um, 
brought from different regions that are probably not supposed to be combined or together might be like one might be infecting the other and the other one's infecting the other one. Yeah. It's like little diseases and well, whatever. And ex- well, exactly. It's, it's, it's um, the majority of major pandemics can be traced back to the, to viruses jumping from an animal to humans. Right. Like, you, like what's like the those super long go- running joke about AIDS? It came from where? Uh, it came from it, gay people. Is cer- <laughs> <laughs> no, it, someone. I, Jesus. So I heard. Jesus. I, I heard. No. And, so and, I saw, and, I'll be, I'll be and this is the episode where you find out that Mondo no, is homophobic. No, 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 no. I heard that it was. Uh, I heard that it was. Um, Humans fucking monkeys or some shit like that, and that's how I I, I seriously heard that. I, yes. Okay. Okay. So so I I don't <laughs> I don't know if it was humans fucking monkeys, but yes, the, it was it was there it was the AIDS monkey, and that, yes, that, and that is the joke. That's like the meme that's like it came from it, it the virus jumped from monkeys to humans, and it's like oh somebody must have really liked that monkey. I bet they dressed them up nice, like all that shit. I People and their weird, sick fantasies about monkeys. You know, you do you do whatever you got to do on your own time to get you off, Armando. Don't don't bring that shit on this podcast. Monkeys. That's unclean. I don't fuck monkeys. Okay, that would be one example. AIDS, swine flu. Where do you think that came from? There's there's a hint right in there. <laughs> um, from humans fucking pigs. Yes. <laughs> the, the the avian flu. Yes, birds. Where did that birds. come from? Yep. Birds. Uh-huh. Where did the Scottish sheep flu come from? I, That's not a real I one. Never, I never heard of that one. I was about to say the what? Oh, and and but and that, that that is not a real one. But in terms of actual real plagues, probably like the worst plague of all time was the bubonic plague, aka Black Death. You know where that came from? from? Rats, right? Or it got yep. spread from rats. Gold star. No, yeah, it was fucking. It was rats because they ran rampant through, um, through Europe, and they just spread that shit. Like the plague. That's that's where that saying comes from, folks. Thank you for playing along. Give yourself a gold star at home if you if you're on board with that one. Isn't like isn't like Ring Around the Rosie like a, a song about the plague or something like that? Ash, yeah, ashes, ashes to ashes, ashes they all fall down. Something like that. Yes. I knew. Yeah, no, that is not a nice innocent uh song for children. So so we've we've established that there's a big problem with viruses. Jumping from animals to humans, you you COVID conspiracy people, you can maybe it was maybe maybe they they there was a Chinese laboratory a hundred feet under the surface of the earth, and the Chinese scientists fucked a bat, and then it, I don't know whatever you think, that's that's fine, but you you're just arguing with every bit of logic in the world if you're denying that the viruses jump from animals to humans. I've heard that. I I shit you not. It it wasn't like a. Uh it wasn't a conspiracy theory that had much um, much wind behind its sails, but I have heard, I've heard this, that the Democrats helped facilitate the creation of COVID to make Trump look bad. No, I've heard that. I, I, I've heard that. I know. I know that you've heard that. That's just one where I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call like a yeah, a, I, a fact check exactly, bullshit. Just, exactly. I, I understand. I understand. I, so, so, but so, I'm not this, this, because this, this, was, this really was all going somewhere. We're, we're, I was trying to do a little bit of education and get everybody on the same page. The whole point. So, why this, this is we're we're gonna we're gonna continue the lesson plan the way I'm, I'm, I'm doing. It. I feel like I, I assume teacher mode. So, why do you think 
why do you think after talking about climate change, I went into this whole long explanation about how viruses can jump from animals to humans? Where do you think the tie-in is, and why could climate change be a problem so for that? As uh, climate, as it is, as the climate changes, animals also migrate from one place to another, and they may be forced yeah. to. Uh, cohabitate and cross contaminate each other with each other's like little blood worms and diseases and shit and then eventually spread them to uh, humans and uh, well uh, yeah and that 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 process is is separate from climate change that process has already been happening because I mean we're just we're it's you know they, they call it globalization it's just like we're just living places we didn't live before we're pushing into all the little nooks and crannies of this planet and setting up shop and then animals are getting kicked out. I mean, I, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but there was, there was already a, a near plague that started because we displaced some mice. Like they, they cut down this for, you know, forestry in it probably was probably in Africa and a bunch of mice that were, were carrying a plague that was um, benign to them, but very deadly to humans got unleashed and, and a bunch of people died, but they, they nipped it in the bud be, before it became a mass pandemic that that process again all it's 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 like it's like think about like a just like an old shitty dusty rug and there's just just dirt and muck and like earthworms and filth underneath it and then like you just take that rug and you just shake it out and hit it with your stick like right in your face sounds like my bed like that's just kidding um, that was a joke okay a joke uh, no i all right so Separate. If we need to get you some counseling, we want to talk about some depression issues, or we can. No. We could. We could do that. Maybe I'm like. I was like, wow. Maybe I, I shouldn't. Shouldn't paint the full. The full picture of. Um, of. Of how how bad this could get if if you're if if you're you're having some some suicidal thoughts. You're not, are you? Are you good? No. Are, no, are you no, good, Armando? I'm good. You're, you're like you're like cleaning your sheets and like doing personal hygiene and all that stuff. No, you know what I do have a lot of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's only one answer to that question. Yes, I'm doing personal hygiene. <laughs> like, no, no, I, I am. I am doing personal hygiene. But you know what's been going on lately? Because it, it it has been getting well. Maybe it's just our our house. When it gets really hot, we get a lot of ants everywhere. Like even when there's not, even where there isn't food left out, they just fucking find their way into different parts of all over our house. Anyway, um, I shit you not. In the middle of the fucking night, sometimes I'll have fucking ants. Cl- not a lot. I'll have like one ant every hour or whatever. It's not like I have a plague of ants up my butthole or anything like that. But yeah, we get ants up in this motherfucker, and it's because of the heat, I think. That, you know? If and it's, it, I don't know. I don't know if that's what it is, but yeah, that that exactly that process is gonna happen. Animals that could have just chilled underneath the floorboards are gonna start literally and figuratively coming out of the woodwork. Um, into my butt and into Armando's butt. The the, the ant flu. Patient zero right here. Um, you heard it first. The other part, another, another big vector, a way that, that pandemics can be transmitted, it can be uh, via our, our water systems. Um, and as the, the sea levels rise because of climate change, uh, a lot of like, like our, our irrigation systems and things like that can become come flooded. We can, we can have waterborne pathogens too. It's like, so Climate change. So we we talked about how it could affect, um, you know, population displacement, you know, immigration, 
and food sources. And it's like, we're already the, the whole way we're, we're, we're getting our food. That's a whole separate um, issue, but it, it's a delicate sort of dicey balance and we're not doing it in a natural way to say the least. And then climate change could potentially not could potentially, I mean, it will lead to a greater increase of pandemics. And it's like, hopefully we can manage them a fuck lot better than, than this latest one. And we've talked about how it's already led to an increase in forest fires, like just demonstrably. And, it, and the, when I said there's like a thousand of these little tipping points and it's, it, you know, you could, you can try to project where they're going to be. And a lot of them, we just probably aren't going to see coming until they happen. That's what I want to mean where it's like, yo, this is going to fundamentally change the way we live. It's like, yo, we can invent air conditioning. Like we're going to be fine. We're not going to as, as a species. I mean, we're not going to get to, we're not, we're not the dinosaurs. We're not going to go extinct because it gets, you know, three degrees or five degrees or 10 degrees hotter. But this, this, this balance that we've had where it's like, Hey, we just go into a store and we can buy iPhones and everyone's fine. And like, it's, it's happy. And our biggest concern is it like, we don't get the, 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 the HBO channel that we want, like all that shit could really just come to an end. Have you seen the Encino Man movie? I did. Yeah, that could happen. Many years what ago. If, what if the what if like it gets so hot that earth we have had earthquakes. Apparently there was one yesterday in the middle of BFE Indio area. Like uh where oh but like but the Salton Sea in California. Uh-huh. Four point nine. What if like the heat is affecting earthquakes and then we have ourselves a uh a bunch of cavemen run, running amok? That have been um, frozen in glaciers. I, I think, I mean, if we're really going on the Encino Man lore, like, that would be awesome. He was adorable. So, like, he was, like, a really chill caveman. Like, yeah, that'd, be, cool. that'd be awesome. I want a caveman friend. So, I, on, on the scope, like, the threat level, I feel like the Encino Man paradox is pretty low. Like, I, I, put the, I give that a threat, threat level 1 out of 100. Because I, I welcome the... the, the uh, Brendan Fraser and Cino Man Caveman. Like, that'll be cool. I think, I think the caveman could probably beat up a bunch of pansy humans these days. Like, I think it could, like, 1v1, unless they're, like, training jujitsu or mixed martial arts, I think 1v1, the caveman versus the common average Joe, the caveman would win in the fight. I mean, speak for yourself. Like, they were, like, okay, four and a half feet tall. I say, and I, say, I, will, I will strangle that little motherfucker. I'm saying people that haven't trained... Okay, I'm saying like your average Joe hasn't done anything. I think caveman Brendan Fraser man will probably beat the shit out of him. Yeah, but okay, okay. Now, now I'm now I'm trying to inject, inject like reality back into it because I'm like, <laughs> like caveman Brendan Fraser is like a big dude. He's like whatever six six two or something. Cavemen were fucking little. Like that's true. Uh, I I would I would just I don't care if he was small. He, he's strong for like a four foot tall human. Like. I would murder that little chimp-looking son of a bitch. Well, you know, chimps, chimps are like, their muscles are like packed tight, like, like you know, their muscles are just denser as fuck then. So maybe Neanderthal caveman guy has like packed tight muscles, and even though they're only four foot nine okay, or whatever. Stop. Again, I says, get your weird sexual fantasies out of this. <laughs> you start, you start, you're like, yeah, maybe cavemen had packed tight Pectoral muscles glistening no, in the like sun as like a bead of sweat dropped seen, on his hairy caveman. Right? That's what you uh, were implying. Uh, Everybody was, heard it. Don't try to backtrack. I was comparing him to a, like a chimp where they're like short, but they got like 
dense muscles. I didn't say anything about sweat glistening and all this other stuff, damn you. We, we, we understood. But here's the thing. Here's <laughs> the thing. So I just went into this whole thing about climate change and how it could be bad. And like setting, and again, like, like there are many things we have to worry about. Apparently, apparently on your list is, is the, um, the caveman uh, emergence from frozen glaciers. Like, Encino okay. Man. Well, the, yes, the, the, the Encino man problem. Like, okay, we'll, we'll put that on the list as a, as a maybe to worry about what, like, why am I talking about all this stuff as when this issue, this, this was supposed to be about politics and we were talking about Trump. I'm like, yeah, I know, but there's fucking white walkers. Like what's, what's, what's the issue here? How because does it all tie in? Because you mentioned how Trump eliminated or appointed some guy that's pretty much uh, doesn't give a fuck about the environment. He's pro burn the world well, down for profit. Well, okay. Oh, so, so, Yes, Trump. Trump is a, a part of that puzzle, but all, all this stuff that I'm talking about. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't like Trump got elected and then we heard about climate change for the first time. Like right. we've been hear, hearing about this from scientists for what, like 20 years. Um, I remember Al Gore's movie. I forgot what it was called though. But Al Gore made a cool movie documentary. Yes, there is there is there is polar bears in it, and people are like, "Oh, look at the polar bears." Yeah. Oh shit! That's weird. Why am I blanking on the name now? I actually saw it in theaters in Philadelphia. You saw it um, in the movie theater? I saw it like yeah, VHS or some sh- or I don't know cable or something. Yeah, I saw it when it came out, and and it was funny because like we saw it and it was really, um, a, a really well made. Uh, the name of it was an inconvenient truth. There you go. But which I think was sort of a bad title because it's like oh it's it's inconvenient. It's like no no no, it's not inconvenient. It's like this is going to fuck up our whole way of life like bad. Is it, is it, uh, I keep forgetting that movie, the John Cusack movie. Is it a disaster film bad where all human life is, is dead in a week? No. Is it, is it like famine and mass migration and an uptick in plagues and fires and like, like half of the shit that we've literally seen in this year? Yes. Um, and the thing is like, People like I think a lot of people saw that movie like myself were like oh that's really bad and then just sort of like forgot about it and we we politically have not done much about it because and this is sort of at the core of it it we would we would have to forego short term financial gains yes. to deal with a long term catastrophic problem and. Um, the, the, the Democrats are somewhat guilty of this and the Republicans, this is their Bible and their doctrine. Like, like the, there, it's like one A is like, what is, is, is the free market. And then I guess one B is like the actual like Bible talking about God, but they want, they want, you know, if you, if you listen to the majority about public, uh, Republican politicians, they'll talk about the free market and and how the free market can fix all problems, but if the free the free market is only designed to get the companies the most amount of money, and it's a very simplistic explanation. I mean, you you're a business major; you could probably even explain that a little bit better than I did. If you'd like to, go ahead. What is what is the free market? I was going to explain uh, or kind of give it go back to like the the workplace, the jobs mm-hmm. I've had. Right. Yeah. One of the things that made me. Because my most recent job, I was a sales rep. I, I, I covered 
mostly Southern California, but I covered a nice eh, geographical area. What I think set me apart from most of your typical salesmen, and when I say most of your typical salesmen, like when you think of a salesman, it's kind of like it's kind of like a bad word, right? It's kind of like this guy's here just to just to make himself money, and 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 you know what? That in in corporate America, in the real world, most salesmen are like that. They are they are doing what's for their best interest. What can I do to make this sale so I could put more money in my pocket? What set me apart is I, I I had a little bit more of a heart. I didn't do things just for profit. I didn't do things it's particularly working at the bank, right? Because I worked at the bank for a couple years, two and a half years. Working at a bank, it was all numbers and metrics and opening up accounts and blah 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 and you got paid a little bit more if you can open up more accounts and that kind of like it was very very numbers driven like more more mm-hmm. more better 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 more money in your pocket right. there were people there were other people that had the same title as i had that were getting their clientele to open up home equity loans yes Draw their home equity lines and loans that money, and take that money and reinvest it into unsecured, like basically playing it in the market, right? Well, and, and that would be okay. So that's another great example, and, and maybe you're going there, but like that that short term profit, but long term catastrophe. Like we saw that play out in the housing market with what you're talking about. Yeah. So, so in the case of like the bank, there, like what I was, the example I was giving is there was people taking out money, taking out money of their home, taking, drawing money from their property, from their lifeblood to invest it in vehicles that are maybe not secure stocks, mutual funds, blah, 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 you name it. Right. What happens if the stock market crashes? Oh shit. There goes all your money. Oh, by the way, you still owe that money you took out because it was a home equity loan. Now the bank owns your house. Okay. And there were people that were climbing the ladder, so to speak, in Mm -hmm. the bank system, doing these kinds of things, making money, making headway, again, literally climbing the ladder in the political climate. And and I was like, I refuse to do that. I refuse to. Like, if I saw that there was somebody that. Um, actually had a need for something, then I would present them the options that they would they would have, and I carried that same kind of mentality in 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 my most recent profession, the last fourteen or so years that I've been doing the uh, selling hoses and what have you. I'm not going to sell something to somebody where just because it's because of the bosses, the the puppet masters are asking me to do so. I'm going to find a place to make it work. Where I don't have to sell my quote unquote sell my soul to do it because I just didn't I didn't feel right and there are people in this industry there are people in my previous uh, the previous company I worked for um, that do that and they climb the ladder and they and they're looked at by the whatever you want to call it the investors or or the executive uh, team that like they're doing a great job when I'm like, ah, yeah, but how did they reach that goal? Like, yeah, the, do the ends just to find the means? To those guys up there, they're thinking so short-term that they forget about all the potential risks. Um, I just, I, I, I didn't like that. It disheartened me. The, and that, that's, that's a great analogy. That, that sort of 
short-term thinking for like, yo, I'm just going to get mine now. We're going to, we're going to make as much money. Like that is, that's been kind of the doctrine of the Republican party. When they talk about free market, um, that's, that's what it is. It's that, it's that sort of thinking applied. And for some things in business, it does actually work well towards the goal of making more money, but it just doesn't work well for climate change for one, because, you know, it's like maybe, um, I mean, there's, there's some pretty obvious examples, right? Like you can make a lot of money just doing mass logging of forests, but it's like, yo, we need the, those forests to produce oxygen to, you know, so forth and so on. Yeah. Um, maybe a simpler example would be like, 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 uh, like cars. It might cost a little bit more to make more efficient cars that have lower emissions. And, and it's like, you, if you just didn't have to deal with those emission standards, that company would make more money. They would make you know, 500 million more a year. Yeah. But then you have that cost of the ozone gets thinner, it gets a few degrees warmer, and now we're talking about all the shit that we have to deal with. The, the free market is just terrible because, and that's sort of, I think, what the sort of, it was almost tongue-in-cheek with an inconvenient truth. It's like, well, it might be inconvenient for your profits, but that is what it is. You can't just ignore this. But by and large, the, it's not even it's not even that the the... MO has been to ignore it. It's been to actively do everything that they could to, to just sidestep this stuff, to make more money, to go back and have that mindset of those sort of salesmen you were thinking of. And this, this all started long before Trump, but the reason, and part of the reason I think that some of these career politicians who had this idea embraced it was because this was the first time in a long time that they had both the presidency and the Senate, the Republicans did. So they could just enact a lot of this stuff without the opposition. Like America, in America, we have all these different checks and balances. You know, you've got the, the exact, you know, go, going back to, oh, here we, we go back into teaching mode. Armando, student Armando. Mm. Do you remember from freaking middle school history class, what are, what are the three branches of the American government? Judicial, legislative, and the executive. And and who's the executive? That is a trick question. It's not Trump. He's not a president. He's a fucking joke. Da, screw you, Trump. Trump fans. No, I'm sorry. It's one on a tangent. Who's the president of the country? Uh, the I, orange, I just gave you the answer. Orange rant right there. Orange face man. Yeah, exactly. So so he's they got a Republican president, sort of. I mean, and then the Republicans currently have the Senate. So like between the two of them, they could just pass a ton of this shit where. In the past, it was either a, a Democratic president who could could veto things if if uh, you know they just tried to completely go free market at the expense of the environment, or you had a, a Democratic Senate who just weren't putting these bills forward for the president to sign. Um, and so that's I think that's part of the reason they jumped on that, and then. Their 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 real real goal was to, to get the the third branch, which was 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 the judicial branch, which now they what's have. what's the what's the biggest most famous part of the judicial branch? The Supreme Court. Ding ding ding. Oh wait, what, wait, what is the Supreme Court, Alex? Correct, correct. Five hundred points for Gryffindor. Um, Gryffindor. But and there, but that's also there's all there's all kinds of other uh, there's there's multiple other courts and judges that they've also appointed. I mean that's probably the one thing that Trump talks about the most. Don't they have uh, don't they have six of the nine chairs now that Trump appointed? Uh, I forget her name, Anne something or other. What's yes, 
Donald Trump has now appointed one third of the Supreme Court in four years to lifetime appointments. And the reason that this is all important, because the Supreme Court, um, along with the other branches, have been a check on this this idea of let's just let the free market do everything. We'll slash, uh, you know, all these environmental standards so we can make money quick and and here's here's a here's a here's a he'll be a fun one this is this is a guessing game there so um the obama administration did realize like oh fuck like maybe al gore was right like we have to start really working on climate change and they they put a lot of regulations in place as did california uh specifically california is probably the most um proactive on a state level how how many of those regulations do you think the the Trump administration has successfully cut now? Just take a guess. Uh, uh, a majority. Did you know that Governor Newsom in, in, in enacted a law or a bill or something where by 2035 in California we're supposed to be all emission free, like vehicles wise? Hmm. I, I did not know that. That's that's a good goal. I don't know if they could do it or not, but like yeah, that 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 is the sort of thinking that we really need like cuz cuz going going back to um i was i was going to go back to the white walkers but it, it's almost kind of like covid where it's like dude if we just fucking realize okay we're going to have to make some changes like we have to wear masks we have to change our behavior and patterns a little bit if we'd done all that shit right from the get go it yeah it would have affected us some but it wouldn't have been this like colossal thing like i i really think if we had handled it Ideally, right from the beginning, we could have avoided the shutdowns. We'd had a fraction of the deaths. Like, and and this one isn't one that like, oh wow, nobody knew knew this was coming. This was something we've had decades to prepare for, and it's like it's not too late to make it a minor change for us. Where it's like, yeah, we're gonna have to change some things. Some companies are gonna have to adopt some different standards. Um, we're, we're we're not gonna be able to go think about things exactly the way we were, just putting profit before all else but it's not going to be like catastrophic versus if we go about like covid of like oh it's just going to go away oh it's this is this is a hoax oh this is like then when shit really starts hitting the fan and someone's go oh we had no idea this random fucking crazy thing happened no one could have predicted that and it's like no we've been talking about this for 30 years now um so so just to to answer answer my own own question the the Trump administration has currently cut 68 regulations. I was 68. Say, I was going to say 60. I was close. They're, they, they, they have a, a total of 100 regulations, literally 100 right now that they're trying to cut. They've, they've cut 68. There are 32 currently in progress. And when they get one more, they'll have cut 69. Hey. Um, <laughs> but like, and just to, just to, I was, because I was like, you know what? Like, let me just give you an example. It's, it seems like, it's like, well, maybe maybe it was just small stuff. It's like, well, no, they 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 rolled back the fuel economy and greenhouse gas standards. They revoke this is California specific. They revoke California's power to set to set stricter tailpipe emission standards. So they're not even letting the state set its own emission standards anymore, which is kind of nuts to me. Um, and and it's and I don't know if you remember when this was this is the one where I was like oh my god this is gonna be nutty like it, it gave me a real inkling of how how bad they would get with this Trump was campaigning on bringing back coal 
<laughs> yeah, and I was like, what I think, the f- I think the idea was uh, to bring back jobs, but it's not it's not an efficient it's not an efficient um, source of energy, and it's not a renewable source of energy. It's a, no, it's a very it, finite source of energy. No, it's like it's, it just made no sense on any standard. I'm like, wait, he's yeah, like the guess, fact that he'd even campaign on that was was gave me an inkling of yeah. But guess who he made happy when he said that? All the people that were working in the coals, raking in the dough, all the all the miners were like, yay, tons of money. That that, that big that big democratic block in West Virginia was there's like, a, oh, you know there's what? There's a chunk. <laughs> there's a chunk, but there's also support systems that make money off of it. Just like in drilling for oil, there's support systems mm-hmm. that are oh for sure upstream that make money off of that. So when 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 you got to mine for it, there's all the companies that make the drill bits. There's all the companies that make the equipment that drill. There's the, there's the testing. Uh, there's a, a lot of there's a lot of shit. There's a lot of shit. In, in this this context, when we were talking about all the uh, the the sort of inner workings of the castle and the court of Game of Thrones, and again as an analogy for the political process, it's like, oh, like, do you think uh, he's gonna marry? Um, one of the Tyrells, or is he going to marry Sansa? I'm like, yo, I don't give a fuck. There's White Walkers. God damn it. Like, why are we talking about this shit? Yeah. Like, does does it kind of make sense with this whole context that I've laid out? Yeah, no, I, I, without you having to even go into the explanation, I kind of just, I knew where you're going with it. You know what I mean? So, and, and the, the, and this, this is, this is where Trump, um, you know where Trump kind of enters the picture, where it's like, it's like there's there's White Walkers. They're like, they're like leaving. They, it's not even that they're they're still in 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 the north. They've breached the walls, and we're like, okay, sh- who who should we who should we elect our leader to uh, to to lead to lead you know the, the human resistance? It's like, do, do we want to go with Jon Snow? Do we want to go with you know what you know what I will I will even give um, just to we you know, have I, I no Jon Snow we don't have a Jon Snow in real life they're out there no so so this uh, there um and this this is one where where again like I don't I don't think uh, Bernie Sanders was like the perfect candidate or anything I I'll just put it this way I I spent. Two weeks trying to dig up stuff to talk shit about him on, and it was like the main things are that he's just like he's been like the exact same dude since he started in politics. He really only seems to want to help people, and he was kind of a bum before he got into politics and didn't have like a real job. But like, I'm like, I tr- I was like, where I'm gonna find the part where this guy is a hypocrite and like rip him for it, and I could not. And the reason that a guy like him probably won't ever get elected, unfortunately, is because he can't be bought. And yeah, every but- every every political every major political party, a lot of politicians, they uh- have people that are you know making things persuasive for them to to do you know scratch my back, I'll scratch yours kind of shit favors, and it's it's ugly. But there are no Ar- John Snows. There are no John Armando? Snows. What Armando? Mm. He you said the reason he'll never get elected. He's a U.S. senator. He's on the freaking war. He was. He's on the the War Council, like I'm talking right? about for president. I know, but that's what I'm saying. There's there are people like like that out there. He he. And here's the thing. I don't. I want to get into this. This goes back into like okay, all the things. I'm like, think about it. In in a Senate, how many senators are there? How, how how? There's not one senator. There's how many senators? 
oh, oh, okay. So you're, he's just we're, one. We're getting... He's just one of a bigger group that only has so much impact. Unlike the president, that has a lot more impact, unfortunately. But well, so, so, but here's the thing. No, he, the president does not have more impact than the the, the, city, the Senate as a, uh, like no, the collective I'm Senate as a one senator versus the right. president who has more impact. Yeah, but okay, but do you realize? So this is what I'm trying to explain. It, but it's not one senator versus the president. This is how the system works. It's the whole Senate is is an equal co-equal branch. They have they have just as much, and, I, and you could argue more power than the president. But it's supposed to be a co-equal branch, meaning that they've got the same amount of power as the president, and it's literally down to 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 like four people. If if four elections go towards the, the Democrats, they get control of the Senate, and so like one senator does make a big difference. Um, and again, we're getting into the weeds here, but it was like Bernie Sanders very nearly was the, the Democratic nominee, and. Probably really should have been. There, there's a lot of speculation that the Democratic Party fucked him over. Um, I would not be surprised. I think they wanted Hillary. She was establishment. Um, there was someone. She was someone that was a known entity that the the Democratic uh, Party, the DNC, the Democratic National Committee, felt comfortable with. She can be lubricated uh, figuratively. She can be greased. Her wheels can be greased. Cause, cause I was like, I'm, I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure she, she, she was. Uh, I wish I could do a Bill, Bill Clinton impersonation. I wish I could do one. I would have made a nasty what, joke. What, 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 what was, what was the the older Tyrell in Game of Thrones? Like the the. Well, the older do you remember? Ty- was oh, it Elena Tyrell? Elena, the older, like the yeah. grandma Tyrell. Yeah, Elena, Elena Tyrell. Yeah, yeah. I was, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty sure Hillary is. Uh, Drier than Elena Tyrell on an Arizona summer. Ugh. Holy <laughs> moly! I went. I went wearing a pantsuit. A little bit too deep into that one. You, you don't want to. You don't want to go deep into Hillary. But the whole point. The whole. The, but you're, you're missing the point. This. Uh-huh, this is. You said this is deep into Hillary. I know. I said it on purpose. Uh-huh, it was, uh-huh. I was again. It was a little. It's little. Little. Little Hillary Clinton innuendo. Gross. We. We. You can. You can. We get lost in the weeds. The reality of what happened is the White Walkers are c- across the wall. Like it's they're it's like they're already here. It's not it's not winter is coming. It's like winter is here. It's maybe maybe you know the first snowflake is still up in the clouds, but like fucking winter is here, and we were like, okay, Joffrey, that's our man. And it's like it's like dude, you could you could say. Um, yeah, well, Ned Stark is kind of a kind of a prick. He doesn't really he's not really sensitive to people's emotions, and and uh, it's like, well, Cersei. I mean, she she's definitely a manipulative cunt. Um, sorry if anyone is offended by that word. It just seems proper. It was based on English history. The English love the usage of that word. But I'm just like, yo, we've got Joffrey. Like, this is like the absolute worst possible person in the world to be in charge right now as the White Walkers are coming. And I, I hadn't really thought about it, but but Joffrey is a great parallel for Trump because he he at, at the core he's a spoiled rich kid who wants attention and power and doesn't really care if he hurts people in the process for his own own gains and is not like real comfort competent. Um, 
That's what I'm saying. There's no, there's no real Jon Snow out there, dude. I'm telling you. You, th you seem to be optimistic and think that there are. But here's what's happening. Is that if there are Jon Snows out there, they end up getting stabbed in the back by the rest of the crows, dude. Yes. The rest of the night that watch. Ha that has been happening. And there's no such thing as resurrection in the real world, dude. So even if there are Jon Snows out there that do mean well for the uh, nation at large or the world at large, they're never going to get in a position of like power and have the actual title of president. So far, every person that we've had elected as president, dirt comes out after the fact, during the fact, before they get elected. They still get elected in, in Trump's case, like all this Trump, yeah, Hillary but, shit. It's like they still get elected. But uh, again, this is what I'm trying to get at. People are shitty. So, 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 there, 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 is a, there is a spectrum of how bad people are. There, there are some people like, like Cersei that uh, are definitely, you know, you, you can, you can call, uh, let me, let me not talk about people specifically. You could say Cersei, the character is evil, but at the end of the day, if, and again, season eight was garbage. That doesn't, don't take that into account, but Cersei was able to put aside squabblings when she's like, Oh shit, shit has to be dealt with. Like, Everyone in, 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 in leadership positions with all their faults in Game of Thrones, because that was one of the great things about Game, and Th Game of Thrones. It wasn't a black or white. Um, you know, like Jon Snow was like the one like truly good character. Everybody else was sort of shades of gray. You know, you, you, there was uh, Daenerys had some positive qualities. Eh, she also just had dragons murder, you know, burn people alive. Like she was, she was good, but she was also kind of fucked up. Cersei was maybe a lot more fucked up than she was good but she still had some like some redeeming qualities. The one person, you know, in a leadership position that just did not have redeeming qualities and was a complete shit and completely incapable of putting everything else aside if he thought it made him look bad was Joffrey. And that's who we got right now. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if if you know if you're if we if you're like, hey, you're gonna get Cersei, I'm like, well. She's going to be a pain in the ass and she's going to try to spin this to her benefit somehow, this being the White Walkers. Like, she's going to use the White Walkers to try to make more of a power grab after we've defeated them. But, like, she's still going to try to defeat them. I say we eliminate, I say we eliminate the whole political system and start all over. I say... Yeah. Well... I say, I say we need, like, a, like, like, kind of like a Senate, but better than the Senate we've got. And then that's it. Let, let's... Let's let's table that and come back to sure. it. Sure. Um, well, and that okay. So you, you want to you want to hear hot hot a hot take hot opinion? Sure. You, are you ready? Can you brace yourself? Are you gonna are you gonna just never talk to me when I say this again? I'm sitting down. Uh, I do not think the U.S. Constitution is a quote unquote sacred document. I've heard people say that mm -hmm. they're like the Constitution is a sacred document. I'm like, what it is? Look, I'm sorry. Did, did I was unaware that God had written the Constitution. I thought it was a bunch of like rich assholes in the seventeen or you know in you know sixteen whatever or sorry seventeen seventy six that wrote it. Like I didn't know it was it was written by God and an infallible being. I, I actually my understanding was it was sort of hasty. We were like we kind of got ourselves into a war and we're like oh fuck I guess we need a government. We're gonna write some shit down like. It was sort sort of in, in the great American tradition. It was sort of like 
quickly done and winged, which is why then they had to make amendments. Everybody likes talking about the amendments, but it's like, they were like, oh, fuck, we left a lot of stuff out. Yeah. Uh, we, better, we, better, we better write some more shit. We, we forgot a lot of stuff. Like that, that was the, the foundation of the Constitution. I don't, I mean, I, I don't think it was bad, but it's like, yo, we've already had to amend it because we forgot things. So do you think, so are you, are you, so are you saying that we abolish the Constitution and start all over, or what are you? What are you getting at? What's the? Well, and, and again, this is where I'm not. I'm not a political historian. I don't have. Um, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sitting here. I'm like, yeah, I could. I can just rewrite the whole government. But I can tell you, like England did do that. I mean, they moved to. Uh, they 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 had a monarchy, and now they have a par- parliamentary system, mm-hmm. and. I I think if you ask someone living in the UK, they're not going to be like, yeah, our political system is perfect. Um, so, I want to wear one of those fancy wigs. Can you picture me you, one of you those want, <laughs> fancy white wigs? They don't, they don't really do that. They do. Oh, I guess. I guess. What is it? The House of I forget. I forget I their, they their still system. Did that. They have the House of Commons and the House of Lords. This is. This is. I, I apologize if I get this wrong. So House of Commons. House of Lords. I, I'm definitely not a political expert on um, p- parliamentary procedure in the UK, but it, they have like multiple different parties and once one of the parties gets a I don't know if it's a majority but then they, they actually just get to appoint a prime minister so it's like they, a lot more can get done they don't they don't have those long stalemates the way we do um, just because of their system I'm not saying adopt, adopt that necessarily but I think you have to if you objectively look at what's happening with our country you have to be able to look at it and be like hey this is not Working the way it should be, yeah. like I, I don't. I, if everyone's like our government is great, our perf- our country is perfect, everything. I mean, like we we were in the middle of a pandemic and there were fires and civil unrest, and then our government had to worry about shutting down because they couldn't agree on the f- on on a funding bill to keep the government opening. Yeah. Like th- that's the level of dysfunction we're at right now. So I, it, that's when it's like, dude, yeah, if we got to do something different, that that's fine. There's a lot of things that are dysfunctional with uh, the way we we as a country are run, and that's just but one of them, you know. But but this is what I come back to. This is what I keep coming back to. Um, I feel like I'm a realist. I look at things objectively. I think it's all well and good to say, let's just. Yeah, we should just overhaul the system. I, I, w- I would be all for that happening. Um, I, I do push back on Joe Rogan saying our system is stupid and we shouldn't have a president and no one man should have that much power. Because I'm like, Joe Rogan, have you not fucking been paying attention? Like, his, 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 his whole thing is like, we have one guy who leads the whole country. It's the president. I'm like, you, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, we, we've just spent all this time talking about how little power the president actually has and they can't really do that much unless they have the senate and because it's like yeah obama couldn't get much done because he didn't have a a senate they they just blocked everything he tried to do um which which again that's what leads to this whole mess is because we do have a lot of checks and balances in our system that was the they were that was the thing that they were the most paranoid about when they wrote our political system when they came up with with the constitution is they didn't want a king who could just do whatever he wanted they wanted to make sure that He'd have to, you know, cross his T's and dot his I's and get the Senate 
on board with them. And then if that didn't work, they still wanted to have the judicial branch to make sure they didn't do anything really fucking crazy. It was like, and when you have somebody operating in a system with that many checks and balances, who's not operating in good faith, whether it's the president or it's the, you know, the, the, the Congress or like, I hope to God, it's not going to be the Supreme court, but like, it's, it's a little bit alarming that that, that might be the case. Then the whole thing just goes in a complete turmoil because it, it sort of it sort of works on the premise of like yeah everyone's gonna kind of work together and come to the table and then at some point people are like yeah we're we're not we're not down with that we will just make it so you, if we can't do what we want to do we're gonna make it so you can't do anything. Yep. There's a lot of that going on and it just makes both sides look fucking petty and dumb like. What happened to what happened to caring about the people you represent? Well, that's now secondary to looking good to their own agenda, to making more money for themselves. You know. And, and again, again, this is why I did I did all all this context where you say both sides. I'm like, yeah, you say both sides, except one one party has actively made it their their goal to. Make the free market deal with everything. They're 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 saying it's like we want to get as much money as fast as we can. Damn the costs. They 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 they're in the they have cut sixty eight regu- you know environmental regulations. F- climate change be damned. Fuck it. And and they're 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 literally taking that that mentality of those salesmen you were talking about of like I'm gonna get mine and maybe I'll move up and I don't give a fuck if if poor schmuck loses their house and in that analogy we're we're the the, the common people of the country we're the poor schmucks that are going to lose their their house Uh -uh, and not me and the the democrats are the democrats are a boss who are like i don't know they're just not like a great boss like you're like you're like could you fucking get to the point in this meeting like but they, they are actually trying to i mean not trying they've they're the ones who have put, put put forward a plan to address climate change. I mean, and you can quibble with with whether it needs to be more active a plan or less active or all that. But right now, they're the only ones that's put that have put forward a plan where the other party has said, "No, f- we fuck that. We just want to get our money now. We don't care about this. This is not for us to deal with." And I'm like, so for me, that's why I keep every time you say both sides, I'm like, yeah, but it's not. It's it's just not equivalent. <sighs> We're not gonna agree on that. Um, I'm just gonna do like uh, like Pauly Shore and Stephen Baldwin and go live in a biodome. Another Pauly Shore movie reference. Yes, I did it. Viva los biodome. I'm gonna do that, and then I'm gonna elect The Rock as my president. I I was I was going to 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 make. Uh, a joke referencing another Polly Shore movie, and then I couldn't think of another Polly Shore movie. Yeah. And at first, I felt sad that I couldn't make the joke, and then I felt proud of myself for not knowing another Polly Shore movie. <laughs> I'm gonna be The Rock's son-in-law. He's gonna have a get it, son-in-law. Polly Shore G- movie. So, and then I'm gonna join in the army now. Another Polly Shore movie. Do you, do you do you understand at least w- w- kind of the way I see things? Yeah, I do. I get it. I get it. Um, I, I just I'm saying, like, had it been the other way around, had it been had 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 we uh, parallel universe, alternate universe, it was Hillary there, 
mm-hmm. there still would have been a bunch of shitty stuff going on. Maybe, maybe yes. not the environmental stuff that you've pointed out, right? Maybe there have been some other things. Maybe there would have been some social programs that would have uh, given them like a face like they're doing good, right? But they're still doing manic- manipulative, shitty things. It's like... Uh, what's how's that saying go? It's like, would you rather be with the devil you know or the devil you don't know or something like that? I forget how that saying goes. It's like that. that no, that's there, you got it right. Like, that's how the like, like the, like, goes. Like the dem, like a lot of the dems. I'm not saying all. I'm saying a lot of the dems, including Hillary, put on this persona like we're doing something great for social justice, blah 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 blah, social programs, universal health care, and that's that's like a facade for a lot of the shittiness that they're doing behind closed doors, at least, I'm not saying it's better. I'm not saying it's better. It's, 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 they're both equally as shitty. That's where I, I keep trying to make that point, is that but the, Trump and the Repu- they, Trump and Republicans are being shitty to your face <laughs> as opposed to but, being shitty behind your back. You know what I'm saying? They both how, suck. But, th- but that's the thing. Is, is, is it equivalent? Is it the same thing? Because what I'm saying, I'm not... I'm not arguing with what you're when you say like oh yeah democrat you know the democrat and i'll, I'll give you example because you're not giving any examples which doesn't make the argument strong yeah, so i'm going to help come you prepared. i didn't come prepared for, for so so one of the one of the ones that uh people like to point to with hillary clinton is um she she did these speaking engagements for for wall street companies Make a shit to the money where she was she was yeah it was like a two-hour speech and she's getting like four hundred thousand dollars and they're like oh what is she going to give them in return so forth and so on good question i think and i think there there's definitely things like that that are that are happening i and i do not um i do not uh contest that there that there are people in the Democratic Party that are doing shitty things behind closed doors. Some some Democrats, not not as many, are doing them overtly. But I, I'm trying to remember. There was at least one where I was like, "Dude, what, what the fuck are you yeah, doing?" Yeah, isn't I'll, like isn't if, like Clinton like wasn't he like Epstein's boy, kind of sort of? Isn't there like isn't there something going around that he like? Oh, that that's what. So so okay, that would be that would be an example. I mean. God, that's that, that's just you, that's just a whole Pandora's box. Yeah, that, of, but I think I think there's a lot of that. Shit. There's a lot <laughs> of that. Shit. Pandora, and and God, good Lord, feel, feel free to to uh, treat Pandora's box as a euphemism. That was uh, surprisingly accurate. <laughs> no, but that's why I'm saying like, even um, not to not to make it okay, but like Trump did that shit too. Clinton did that shit too. They were they were all budding up to 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 Epstein because there was there's. There's wheels being greased behind closed doors, shit that we're not privy to, shit that the shit only that the politicos and people with power. But know this what's is going what on. I keep trying to trying to ask, and you're not you're not really answering it. Like, are the things equivalent? Are, they're both uh, doing the same shitty things, just one. No, doing but they're friend. not. Okay, this is this friend. is what you keep. We're not going to agree on this. J- just we're, cutting cutting all every environmental re- regulation. We're not going to come to an agreement on this. We're just not. Well, because you're not. <laughs> no, but see, here's what we were talking. Now you're trying to convince me. Yes. And it's not going to happen. I came into this. I don't even want to call it an argument, debate. I came into this conversation already kind of having. Uh, like we talked about the Facebook thing. Like there's no way in uh-huh. hell you're going to post a comment 
on my Facebook feed and make me change my mind. There's no, you're just not going to change. You're not going to convince me. I think they're, I, this is just how I believe. I'm not, I, I'm not red. I'm not blue. I'm not Trump is cool. I'm, uh, I know. Yeah, I, I'm not either. I'm, that's what I'm saying. But I just like look at things objectively. That, that's, that's where you and I differ is that you, you believe you, th- <laughs> hold on, wait. That I look at things objectively? Yeah. Maybe. That's what I'm saying is you, you believe that you look at those things objectively where I'm just like two middle fingers in the in the air. Uh, like it's it's exhausting. It's exhausting and it doesn't like it's it's gross. It's gross. It, it is. I that we also agree on that. Like I don't like this. And that, the, the again. One of the big eye-opening things for me when I wrote that book, I was like, oh, this stuff does really matter. It, it is pressing, and it does make a big difference, especially at the local level, because there are, there are people in local elections that, that aren't on the take, that, that aren't, you know, they haven't been in politics for 30 years like the Clintons and aren't giving million-dollar speeches that literally just want to help their communities and it's like if you we get those people into politics, get them elected, and then they move up the ranks and there's enough of those people, then it really does make a big difference. And separate from that, with everything I, I just talked about with climate change, I don't feel like there's the luxury of, well, let me look at this through an idealist lens and I just want everything to be perfect. I'm like, it, it, it's a, it's a, okay, we're, we're we're preparing for the White Walkers. Do we want Joffrey as our general, or do we want? And you could argue like, do we want Joffrey or do we want Jamie Lannister as our general? And I'm like, okay, this this those are not the two people. Like, I want Jon Snow. We don't have Jon Snow right now. I'm sure shit gonna pick Jamie Lannister over fucking Joffrey. I'm moving to Esteros, Essos. I'm moving to Essos. That's a whole separate conversation, dude. I I've put I my know. heart and soul into this house. And I'm fucking. Going to New Zealand. I'm. I am seriously looking at trying to move. And the tough part is, like, the places I'd want to go. They're like, no, we don't want you Americans here. New Zealand says that. The, New Zealand is like, no, fuck you. New Zealand's like, stay the fuck out of our country. I know Australia's like that. I know Australia's pretty much like that. I know Canada doesn't want us, even if you have a, if you have a DUI. <laughs> so I know that there's people that are like. And they have a point. They have a point. I mean, I can't blame them. I mean, even even when you move from state to state, people are different. And people don't like Californians because you know what? When you've lived in SoCal for a long time, you 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 are conditioned to be a little more cynical, a little more guarded, a little more uh like you, you use the, the terminology transactional. And it sucks. Mm-hmm. It sucks because I, 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 deep down, I know I'm not that kind of person. I know if I move to another place, I can get acclimated to becoming a, a better person. But having lived in LA, it, it's like, it swallows you. It makes you. And I think that's, I think that's how we are as Americans too. Like having lived in America, we can't help but be a little bit of, cowboys. Like it's, it's in our like. You know, like it, we we joke about like the movies, like uh, Team America, World Police. Yeah, we we kind of are that, and it's it doesn't represent us all. Individually. No, not even most right. of us. It doesn't, I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't, it doesn't represent us all, a hundred percent accurately. We're not all like that, but as a whole, they 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 
you know, people see Americans as shitty people as a whole. People outside of SoCal, people outside of California see Californians as shitty, you know, and there's there's a little merit to some of that stuff, man. Um, Th- that's actually one of the things that sort of blew my mind a little bit. Um, it w- when I when, cause when I actually looked at the numbers of the 2016 election, so you, you know how many people there's in this country? There, there's 330 million people. Sure. Okay. And of those 330 million people, I think it was like 65 million voted for Hillary Clinton, who we've already established was just like terrible as a candidate in many ways. Um, but 65 million people voted for Hillary Clinton. 62 million people voted for Donald Trump. And so it's like, and that's the whole thing where it's like, well, he, you know, he lost the popular vote by 3 million people. So it's out of 330 million people in this country. It's like it was 62 million were decided that, okay, this is the guy. Yeah. Um, And that's, that's, and that's, that's a whole separate topic. Um, But, when you hear when you hear well Trump among other people when people say like oh the system is rigged it, it really is just not the way he's talking about um, the 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 electoral college is kind of a rigged game in a way yeah. the Senate is kind of, is a rigged game I mean I mentioned that earlier right like let me let me see what the actual numbers are because we were talking about the Dakotas so let's see North <laughs> no, it's one Dakota North <laughs> North Dakota. It's, no, it's 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 Dakotas. It's there's no North Dakota. Yeah, North Dakota population. So it's got. You laugh. <laughs> That's hilarious. The population of North Dakota. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, guess how many people? It, it's like it's just laughingly funny. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that all of North Dakota is probably less than a million people. Yeah, seven seven hundred and sixty two thousand sixty two people as of twenty nineteen. There's probably like, there's probably more than there's. I'm sure there's more than that many people in LA County. There, there's like there's there's the Greater Los Angeles area has uh, the Greater Los Angeles area has more than thirty million people. Okay, so let's let me let's just get this is again we'll get into actual numbers. There are. Eight hundred and eighty-four thousand six hundred fifty-nine people in South Dakota, and seven hundred sixty-two thousand. So, there, so there are less than two million people um, between the in the in the Dakotas, right? And in California, let's see the whole state. California population. The population of California is uh, just shy of forty million. It's three hundred and so so let's 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 actually see let's 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 do the let's do the math. We're we're gonna make this most exciting math based podcast ever. I know I know you guys are still listening. You're like, oh my god, he's gonna get out a calculator. He's gonna like like add numbers together. Like this is fucking lit. Like don't worry, we can clip this section so you can like reblog it and post it and all that. Uh, I know you're you're just hyped on math, but so let's see. We were at. Um, so so it's like a, it's, it's like it's like 1.6 million in the in the Dakotas. So 39 million 51 divided by 1.6. California has 
24 and a half times the population of the Dakotas, and the Dakotas have twice the amount of senators as California. The Senate's a rigged system. Yeah. How do they? How do they? How? how I, I don't know the answer. This is this is uh, ignorant, Armando. How do they go about deciding how many senators each state gets? Is it just every state? Every state gets two oh, senators. It's a flat number, regardless of population uh-huh. and all that stuff. Correct. Hmm. Um, so, so <laughs> Congress. So, so there's two. There's two two branches of Congress. There's the, the House and the Senate. The Senate is just two senators per state, which again, that's why it's, it's definitely rigged because uh, most uh, of the the really heavy populated states um, are are more liberal, and then you have some of the, like a lot of the really small states, you know, like like the Dakotas that have a population of less than a million. They tend to be conservative, so there's a much heavier slant given to conservatives in the Senate. And then congressionally, it's a little bit uh, more nuanced. That's where gerrymandering comes in. Do you, do you are you familiar with the term? Do you know what it means? I've heard it, but I am so far removed from uh, like economics and uh, government. I think I took one econ or government class like in high school, dude. So I don't I don't remember exactly. So yeah, so so so. The way congressional races are, are decided is is on districts. So, like, there's a congressional district, and and like, so they're like, okay, in this area, there's this amount of people, so they get a congressman. But what what gerrymandering is is they can actually they're actually altering the map of where the districts are. So there's some congressional districts where it's like, all right, we're just gonna. We're, we're going to have this one little circle of an area and there's going to be a long, thin line where nobody lives connecting to this other circle far away from it. And that's one congressional district because they're like, well, we're just going to lose these areas because these, these are, you know, maybe there's like a big uh, African-American population in both of these. So we're just going to connect them by this little line. So we just these two areas that we're just going to lose, we just we just lump them together and then we're going to draw the other districts in a way that they're going to win them. So they're like actually altering the map of where the districts are in sort of a game theory way to get them more congressmen. And it's not based at all like population at all or, or it's just... Well, it, it, no, it, it is, but that's what I'm saying. They're like, they're, they're tweaking it so they're going to get districts where they wouldn't have otherwise. Gotcha. They're like connecting, they're connecting them in a way where it's like maybe they would have got, you know, in the, the these um, more liberal areas, like they were, there wouldn't be any congressmen, but now they're going to get one in, where they wouldn't have before. Gotcha, understood. And and that's that's where everyone gets like gets up in arms because it, it, it's just like let me let me see if I can find an actual photo of one. But it, it's just if you're a kid and and you were like playing this as a game and someone did that, you'd be like, you're fucking cheating. What are you doing? And they're like, no, no, I'm not cheating. And you're like, what the fuck? This, this, this district you look like, looks like, like a giant dildo. Like what the, there's no way that this could be a real thing. Uh, let's see. Worst gerrymandering. Let's see. Cause I'm not, I'm not, I'm not so deep into this where I'm like, Oh yeah. The fourth congressional congressional district of South Carolina is, but you know, I, I don't know it. Um. So we were talking about how uh, um, there, you know, there are people out out there that uh, you know, politicians out there that um, 
that do have benevolent, I guess, agendas that aren't being um, pushed or promoted by the dollar figure. They actually they actually mean to do well for the people they represent. But what happens when? Because um, see, everyone starts off with a good agenda. No one, no one like. Okay, we're gonna use the Game of Thrones as a reference, right? Like Cersei, at the beginning of the season, the worst she did is she was fucking her brother, right? And she had her brother uh, push out a little eight-year-old or ten-year-old boy out of the window. That's the worst. That's the worst thing she did at the beginning of the season. She was even against having uh, Ned beheaded, right? Remember that she was like, "No, don't behead Ned. Um, you know, just just strip strip him from the power of the hand of the king. You know, that's the the, the right thing to do." So Cersei wasn't a bitch. Like she she. She uh she became a bitch during the course of time as things happened to her and she changed the the way she saw the world as you know in in her case her kids were her killed you know her kids were killed off so she became basically a a barren and mother she was mother or a childless and barren um I think I think what happens in the political system is that even when you start off with good intentions good heart over the course of time as you as you climb the even the political ladder right you start kind of you can't help but kind of changing your tune a little bit you can't help but kind of being not directly bought out but like it starts getting more and more difficult to um as you navigate the political waters it becomes more and more difficult to to say no to not to not um, stick in your to your guns, you know. Uh, well, what 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 happens? And this this is weird because I remember um, sort of passingly paying attention to the the twenty eight two thousand eight election uh, when it was Obama and McCain. And one of John McCain's big things was campaign finance reform. And I'm like, what the what, like? What are you talking about? Like, why does this even matter? Like, can you talk about like a real issue, not people being upset. Um, about elections and I did not understand why that was such a big deal because it, because what what the what you're talking about largely happens because of politicians need to raise money like they have to come up with all this fundraising to get elected and a lot of them like you said they go into it like saying I want to do well I want to like I need to get elected because we need you know a b and c that's going to be really good for the people and they want to help but to get elected, you have to get money. And to get money, it's like what concessions you're going to make, what trade-offs you're going to make. And yeah, I, th- I think you're right. There are some people who get warped through the process. I mean, we keep coming back to her, but like Hillary Clinton is one that, that I, I mean, I definitely think that happened to. It, it was funny. you know, When I was writing that book, I saw some old interviews that she did. And she, it's not even that she sounded so idealistic and hopeful. And it's like, like the quality of her voice was different. Like she sounded like, like a complete different person, the way, like the tone of her right. voice. I was like, wow, this is just like a sweet, yeah. caring young woman. But I was gonna say, this, this is, this is the thing. And this is what's making me extremely hopeful is there are a lot of people now who I think are, seeing how bad things got, how not just screwed up the country is, but like how broken some of the actual people in politics are. 
And they're like fully formed adults who didn't have weird traumatic upbringings where their mom was Cersei and they lost their kids and all this shit to go back to the Game of Thrones analogy. And they're like, yo, we have to go help fix that. And they're, they're getting into politics now. And I'm like, yes, like that, this is what we need. That's where I really do understand what the, the Trump voters were thinking. Like, I, like in theory, the idea of like, yeah, we're going to get this genius businessman who's already a billionaire. So he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not pulled into all these special interests and like, he's going to come in and do things different. And like, we need someone who's not ingrained in the political system. Like all that makes sense. And it, like, if that's who Trump was, it, I think it would have been a good idea. And that's what I've been saying. Like, yo, he's not that guy. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I agree that once once he became part of the machine, well, he was. I don't think he was ever not part of the machine. He was just he he just looked like a different type of machine. But he, no, but that's what I'm saying. He was never. He's 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 a, a terrible businessman. Yeah. He always has yeah. been. There was never a point where he. So so this is this is one of the things that a lot of people miss because like there's this, you know you hear him talk about how rich and wealthy and how amazing in business he is. Um, and this is one from the book. I, I know a lot of examples, but like every, this is not an exaggeration. Everything, everything he's tried to do on his own has been a colossal failure. Um, early, so there's two things. Two things early on when he when there when he he quote unquote he had success. One, he was buying real estate in Manhattan, and at that time, I. I you I, so you visited New York was was it just the one time that we visited yeah, together? Yeah, we Atlantic City and uh, yeah, that was yeah. the only time I've ever been. Yeah. So that so that's that's when New York had been cleaned up and it was it was it, it, just to give you a picture that was a really nice like clean New York. Okay. New York used to be dirty and they were like. Um, strip clubs and like sex shops in Times Square and there was a lot more crime and like property values are a lot lower because that was when the whole like urban jungle mm -hmm. thing uh you know the phrase phrase was was used a lot because they're like yo New York is a fucking crazy place and it's like dirty and dangerous and so it's like you you could buy literally any property in Manhattan and then it would make a lot of money because that was right right at the time where he just had access to a huge amount of wealth from his father's company was that was that also right like right before this whole sort of rehabilitation of New York started. So that so that was one and two. His his dad did everything. Yeah. <laughs> like his he, he he was his dad was actually overseeing and approving any deal he was making, um, and everything he tried to do after his dad wasn't calling the shots for him anymore was just a colossal failure that the, I mean, the one that everybody knows about was when he tried to go into the casino business and went like, just, just famously went bankrupt. Still has a Trump, uh, uh, Trump casino in Vegas, right? I think he doesn't, he doesn't actually own I know he anything. Puts his no, name on he doesn't, he doesn't own or anything. Yeah. I, I heard that. Um, no, he went like bankrupt, like lost all his money, had to get bailed out bankrupt. The one that was the absolute funniest to me, <laughs> this is the one where it's just like comically hilarious. Whereas there was actually, uh, before the, the XFL, um, there was another competitor for the NFL and 
they they really and they, they had this like model of like we're going to be kind of more of a niche like I, I forget when I think they wanted to play like a the season at a different time and it was it was really kind of what the XFL was trying to do and they were they were doing pretty well for themselves and Trump managed to buy a team and then when he had a team, he got all pissed off. He's like, "We're going to be better than the NFL. We're going to be bigger." And he conv- <laughs> he convinced all the uh, the owners to sue the NFL. I think it was on, on monopoly charges. But he was like, he basically he convinced them all to sue the NFL. And this this lawsuit cost a lot cost a lot of money. And the the court ruled. This is the part where it was just like this this fuck you. It's like one of the the just most comical fuck yous I've ever seen in a court uh, judgment. The court ruled in favor of Trump and the, the, the league owners and, and said that they, the NFL had to pay them $1. That was, and then, and then the whole league went bankrupt. So it was like, he literally went in, bought a team, bankrupt the whole, the whole league in the span of a year, the league dissolved. And, and that was one of the ones to me that was like, that was just like, comically bad that is not an isolated example it's everything he's ever done bring up uh trump college and the trump stakes or whatever the fuck i don't know i don't know a whole lot about those i just know those are other kind of funny blumbered uh the 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 the, the trump stakes are just sort of a funny failure like the trump trump university was a scam where they were literally scamming people out of money and then had to pay settlements in a lawsuit Because it was it was like a for profit scam, and the court was like, "Hey, this is a for profit scam. Give these give these people their fucking money back." And that didn't happen for a lot of people, unfortunately. Um, but it's it, it's like when when I say everything, it's not hyperbole. Literally everything other than the Manhattan real estate deals that his dad were approving for him were colossal failures. And this is this is again what sort of came to light um, in a recent New York Times story because and I I don't I I don't know if this is true because the IRS is not going to release Trump's tax returns and Trump won't release his tax returns but according to the the um, the New York Times story with the, the returns that they they were able to obtain Donald Trump is heavily in debt. Uh, he's got four hundred million dollars of loans coming due, and this has given everyone a, a lot of pause and concern because it's like, oh, we already know he would do anything for money, and he's four hundred million dollars in debt, and all these loans are coming due. God knows what he'll, he'll do to keep, you know to keep that from blowing up in his face and going bankrupt. For I think this will be the fourth time. Yeah, he's not a uh, he. He's uh, yeah. He's not good. So so that's that's again where it's like I was like, dude, I get, I get in principle, and and oh and okay, so to go to go back to the Game of Thrones analogy, I feel people are like, like yeah, like there's all this fucking petty squabbling in Restoros. We just need to bring in an outsider, and he's going to be a ruthless brilliant general and he might be kind of an asshole he might be rough around the edges he's gonna say some shit that's gonna offend Sansa but we don't have time for that because the White Walkers are coming and we need the best man for the job and I'm like that's what people thought they were voting for or at yeah. least some people thought they were yeah. voting for and we got Joffrey right. exactly 
I agree. And and that's where I don't know. That's where I just keep coming back to. Like, I'm I'm I I don't I don't feel like it's a a both sides kind of thing. And what I'm what I'm what I'm advocating for more than anything, regardless of how you feel about Trump or anything else, um, is we we find we find some of those outsiders who aren't in all the stupid Westeros drama. Uh, and we get them onto the goddamn war council, and whether whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, there's people like that out there. I mean, there's like one Republican senator who I think is like relatively reasonable. I mean, he has to do some mental gymnastics around climate change, but some of the other stuff, I'm like, I'm like, dude, at least this dude's not fucking crazy, like. Republicans, if you want to vote Republican, cool. Find more guys like him and vote him in. This, it's, his name's Ben Sass. He's a, a uh, I think, a senator from Nebraska. I'm like, there's people out there that want to get into politics. Like, get them in. Don't get, don't get, don't get the crazy Joffreys in. We can do this, America. It's not too late. <laughs> um, you, you look super skeptical. No, I just, my, I, 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 my wait, rallying so talking cry. about how when you start, when you, you know, you you start with a good intention when you're early phases of uh, politics in general and then you start climbing the political ladder your your um your your um your loyalties kind of change i just i think the system i think the system makes clean people dirty i think i think it i think uh it just it just it lends itself to um even the most uh you know pure a good intentioned person like they can't help um, especially when you have you, you rely on money you rely on money to, to for campaigns etc cetera, etc cetera. well so so that's actually where there, there was a big turning point in in the political process um and, and it was it was really i think i think the the Obama campaign might have been one of the first places that, that that did this in part, and now there's campaigns that fully adopted it. The internet was a game changer, and and being able to like microfinance campaigns, um, really really changed the game because now there are a lot of politicians who are not taking any corporate money, they're not taking anything from PACs from big donors. It's just all small contributions, and there's there's a lot of them out there. It's not like an isolated incident. There's there are dozens and dozens of campaigns, and those those people don't owe special interests and lobbyists and the pharmaceutical industry and and Wall Street anything. And they, they don't. And there are people. Some of them just just really wanted to get into politics to change it. And those are the people that um, that like I'm, I'm actively trying to support. Yeah. And I'll be honest, dude. It's 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 fucking exhausting because it like you get you do get a lot of these like emails and texts saying like, hey, we need ten dollars. Like, yeah, dude. so I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to mention his name because I don't want to get him in in any kind of. Tr- We're not saying anything bad, but I don't want to get him into any kind of trouble in the future or whatever. Um, but there's one of our brothers who ran for um, a position in politics. In the state he resides in, not California, um, and that's how he did it. Like he was, he was running up against the incumbent and a couple other. Like I think there was like five or six other people he was running up against, and the things he had going for him was that he was like literally born and raised in the um, the district he was trying to represent, 
and um, his, mm-hmm. his his both his parents were, um, I wouldn't say prominent, but they were established in that same district. You know, they came up through the ranks in that same district, not in politics, but in their own professions, their own uh, blue collar, white collar professions. Um, and he was up against some pretty heavy uh, competition, and he ended up winning. And he, the, what I appreciated about, and, and not knowing a whole ton of his uh, his platform or anything, what I appreciated about him was, well, one, I knew who this kid was from back when he was a student, and so I had I had that to base my um, opinion of him as a person. I had that to base him, like I, I knew he was a solid person. He was a solid kid. I knew he didn't have like a like he didn't have malicious intent, um, outside of his platform and what what have you. I also liked that he was running uh, his campaign based on like uh, some sort of like I don't understand it all, but it was all it was all private, um, like money. It wasn't he wasn't getting uh, bought off by companies, organizations. It was all you know private donations. Um, uh, the, uh, was one other thing I was gonna say. Um, oh, and then there was like some kind of voucher system too, where even people that didn't have money, like he, they could get some kind of money. I, I forget how it all worked out, but he ended up winning. He was basically like my, my mini version of like a real life David and Goliath, because he did have some stiff competition. It, and and only reading a little bit about the 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 race, as the race was progressing, um, I would read about some of his opponents. I was like, dang, he like in my, on paper he looked like he was probably gonna be. At best, second or third, if there was like a if there was like mm-hmm. a, a first prize, second prize, third prize, like at best, I was like, ah, you're probably going to be second or third place in this race, and he ended up winning. So I was really proud of him. I did, I did, um, I did donate some money to his campaigning. I think all together, I probably put like two, three hundred bucks. I forget, I forget the dollar figure. It was all, it was all legit, and it was all, yeah. I was getting emails and texts and shit. And he he even made a couple phone calls voice phone calls to me he's like hey mondo i hate to do this blah 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 blah. i go dude don't worry about it man i know you you're a solid dude don't worry about it here's some money and i just hope that i just hope that the system does not swallow i hope that the system does not swallow up a kid like that like and 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 turn him ugly right well that's but that's what i'm saying it was it was it used to be there was no if you wanted to stay in office there was no other option than, than to, to take money and now there is so it's like people still could that can still happen to people you know except for like like really rare occasions like a like a um like a bernie sanders um it just it just wasn't something that happened because you couldn't you just there wasn't another option but now there is so it's like yeah maybe there's some people who still will be corrupted by shiny things that, that some not so savory people are dangling in front of them, but you, you don't yeah. have to, you, you don't have to take a dime of, of corporate money if you don't want to anymore. That's makes me hopeful. And it is a little bit frustrating that the financial burden of a freaking financing elections has to be passed on to us. I'm like, that's when we were like, yeah, let's fucking tear down the system. I'm like, yeah, that's, I don't think that's how it should be. We shouldn't have to, we shouldn't have to pay our politicians for 
the right to be able to convince other people that they're the right person for the job. It's just, it's like, no, man, they're supposed to be working for us, yeah. not for, not well, us right. financing their elections. Right. Again, going back, <laughs> I'm like, there's like all this, this stuff where we're, we're in court politics. I'm like, yo, the white walkers are coming. We got to get the best defense set up as we can in the time that's available. I will, I will work with the general's, that I've got available, not with the ones that I want. Um, so going back to, I mean, to some of the, the Democratic stuff, Joe, I, I was not a Joe Biden supporter in the primaries at all. I, my this, these, these were my criteria. This is what I wanted in, for the Democrats to nominate. Because I'm like, again, I'm not a Democrat. I'm an independent, but I'm like, yeah, I could vote. The people who are running as independents aren't the people I want elected anyway. Um, and I want I, this is what I wanted. I want someone who is... Reasonably intelligent. They don't have to be a freaking genius, but I'm like, you ha you have to be at least as smart as I am, okay? <laughs> Reasonably intelligent, one. Two, not have like major skeletons in your closet. Like if you had a DWI when you're 20, I don't care. If you like, I don't know, have been accused of sexual assault 25 times in, 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 along with uh, three rape accusations, including one of those accusations in court by your ex-wife. I, like, no. I was about to say, what if they were all sheep? Would that be okay? If there were 25 rape out, how would the sheep uh, make rape if, allegations? The owner, if the owner did not uh, allow you to uh, have sex with his sheep, like it's my farm, my sheep, and you fucked one of my sheep. I'm the owner. You know, you know, how, you, you know how you know? You, you just go to the sheep, you'd be like, what can, what, what can you tell me about this candidate? What type of person is he really? And the sheep would go, bad. Oh, no. You turned a horrible joke into a worse one, dude. I can't believe you did that. <laughs> that joke was so bad, it killed my phone. Okay, so it was you, your phone. Because at the same time, your whatever happened, uh, my sister texted me, but I dodged it. I didn't. I didn't. No, nah, my, my phone died. I can't remember what we were talking about. Oh, right, right, right. We were talking about my, my, my three... My three things I wanted in a presidential candidate and then I, and then that led to a horrible joke I, in my head just to be clear I was like oh I know exactly how bad this joke is and it's not even a, it's so bad it's gonna be good and I'm gonna say it anyway gotcha. <laughs> no 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 fear I'm going I'm ahead going straight into this mm -hmm. head on um, but I I just wanted I just wanted someone who's who's reasonably intelligent I'm like at least as smart as I am they don't have you know they don't have to be a, a genius or anything but uh, I want someone who doesn't have like major skeletons in their closet. Um, no, like huge financial scandals and raping people. And like, you know, we have, you know, just like, I don't think that's too much to ask. And then, uh, the, the, the third thing is I'm like, could they be like 50 years old or younger you want them to be like senile and super gray haired? Like maybe a few grace is okay. I, I did. I, I think I specifically. I'm like, can they be not seventy? Yeah. I think that was that was it. I, I mean, I was like fifties, you know, or f honestly, forties. And to me, that doesn't make a big difference because once you get into somebody who's in their mid forties, it's a different generation. That's Generation yeah. X, um, and not to say Generation X is is blamelessness in this whole thing, but the the generation before that was the baby boomers. And they're the ones who fucked a lot yeah. of the shit up. And it's like, I'm like, hey, uh, baby boomers, like, 
good, good job. You played a good game. Why don't Why don't you go grab a seat on the bench and can we can we try to please clean up your mess now? And uh, that's not that's so, not really an option. I hear I hear a lot of people who are like, oh, I need millennials, but it's like, dude, we're tr- we're trying to fix it. We just can't because you fuckers won't give up the uh, the Iron Throne. So what you gotta do is you gotta enact some kind of bill or some kind of uh, amendment to the uh, Constitution 2.0 or whatever whatever you call it. Uh, where you mm-hmm. take like the median age of Americans, whatever that may be, let's say it's like thirty, and then you just add a arbitrary number to it, like sixteen, and say that's that's the age we're looking for, right? So as the median as the median idea. age of population changes, right? Do we do do we as humans live longer because of awesome health, whatever? Do we live yeah. to be a hundred? Then great. Then the median the median age becomes fifty, and then you add fifteen to it. And that's the oldest age you can be to uh, whatever. Well, you know, and that's, that's actually a great example of, of uh, our founding fathers not completely thinking things through. Because if, if you recall, a Supreme Court uh, nomination is a lifetime appointment. Like, you can, you can stay in that position until the day you die if yeah. you so choose. When they... When they Wrote that it was a lifetime appointment. People only live to be fifty yeah, years old. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it was like, and it was like, so it was like a lifetime appointment. You know, if you were, uh, that might be mean that you were in the Supreme Court for ten years. They're like, oh, this is an old wizen judge at forty years old. We're going to appoint him to this lifetime appointment, and then ten years later, he's yeah. he's going to be dead. So it ju- it just wasn't. They didn't really like game that out of well. Okay, maybe medical technology is going to advance a lot. We're going to lose surgeries, and then uh, there's going to be pills that'll keep you alive and also keep your dick Whoa. hard. And uh, what? I've heard. Was, I've, I've heard. I've just heard. R I P R B G. Yeah. That's and that's uh, so that's the one that that does freak me out the most um, because I, I don't know. I'm sure you, you probably heard just as much of it as I did when Trump got elected. People were like, oh, my God, this is the worst thing ever. I'm going to leave yeah. the country. I, I was like, shut up, pussies. Like, it's four years. Like, this isn't good, but he, I mean, he, he, he's a moron. He's a bad businessman. Like, it's going to be bad, but whatever. It's four years. Tough it out. I'm willing to bet, I'm willing to bet that of all the people that said that, less than 1% actually followed through with that. Uh, I can tell you this: the the so the average of uh, people who are emigrating from the United States to Canada had been six thousand a year. Okay. After Trump was elected, it went to nine thousand a year. Oh, so the people did leave. So there were three. There are actually three thousand people a year going to Canada, uh, moving to Canada from the U.S. than there had been. So I don't know. I don't know if that's. I mean, because. You still might be right. I think you, you still are right. Like most of the people who are saying that weren't moving. Yeah. Because I heard so many people say all that. These celebrities, and like, no. All these celebrities and all these. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Some people did it for sure, <laughs> but my 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 thing is like, dude, you can you can wait him out for four years. Like, do what you need to do to make sure we don't repeat this shit show. But dude, I don't want to try to wait out a Supreme Court. Like this, depend depending on how this all goes down, um, waiting out the the Supreme Court nomination might mean that we are old men before the court changes. Wait, I thought he already nominated, or it was he he nominated somebody, but they haven't. 
they haven't made it official. Is that what's going on? Oh, okay. Well, so th- this this is okay. How much on a scale of one to ten? How much detail do you want me to go into about what's happening? Three. Ten being the most. Three. Uh, okay. So. Um, <laughs> I just made it. I made it hard for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, because it's such a weird. Like, I was like, there's, there's, I was like, I don't. Know if, I'm trying to figure out what a three is. Um, so, so do, you, do you know the reason why he got to nominate three Supreme Court judges? No. Okay, so, so this is this is this is how it went down. Uh, the the, the uh, Antonin Scalia, who who had been a, a conservative Supreme Court justice, died. With nine months left in Obama's last term, Obama made a nomination, and the Republicans who controlled the Senate just wouldn't completely blocked it. They just wouldn't call for uh, to have a vote, and they're like, "The American people should decide. This is an election year. Let the American people pick a president, and that president gets to pick the Supreme Court nomination when there were there were nine months left." So that was the first one. Um, that was the first one, and then and. In the past, it would have been Obama got to make the nomination, but they they blocked it on this this like let the American people to decide. Trump gets elected shortly after he gets elected. Another uh, conservative on the court uh, resigns. Like he's an old, old justice, and um, there is a lot of conjecture about why he resigned. We don't need to get into that. He he just he resigns. Trump uh, makes an appointment. Um, I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, and 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 the, just just to this is where I'm like, how much detail should I go into? So so the 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 the, uh, the, the first appointment, you know that that the, that was would have usually been Obama's. I, just just speaking about that guy, he was a very conservative justice. He he's like a I think they call it a constructionist, where like he he's actually trying to interpret the con- the Constitution specifically how the the founding fathers intended it which i think is stupid for all the reasons we talked about but when i heard i listened to some of his confirmation here i'm like oh this is a really smart dude like he's experienced and he's like super intelligent and he's got his shit together i'm like i i think the way he looks at the constitution is fucking stupid but like this is at least the caliber of person that should be on the supreme court it's fucked up the seat was kind of stolen but like i don't know all right like then the second the second guy when when the um, the the uh, conservative justice uh, resigned that was nominated that was the whole shit show that was Brett Kavanaugh was appointed that was the whole shit show about the rape allegations and all that and it was a little bit of a, a circus um, but that was the second conservative justice and then the, now the third one um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg who is a, a very liberal justice was a, a uh, champion of women's rights, um, among other things. She dies, day, I mean, weeks weeks before the election. Pe- people have already voted for president at this point on you know early early ballots, and the Republicans are like, ah, fuck you. Like we have the Senate and the presidency. Like uh, yeah, we know we said all this other shit, but we don't really care. We're just gonna force this through. Uh, I don't think there's any way that that can be stopped, and that's gonna make it a very um, conservative Supreme Court for the foreseeable future, unless a lot of things line up, the dominoes fall just right, and then it would be the Democrats trying to expand the Supreme Court to have more Supreme Court justices. So wait, let me ask you then. The, the I I I when I have my terminology fucked up here, 
the woman that Trump is that is that his appointment or was that his like his nominee she, for the appointment? Yeah, she, she's he's he's not so the he he's nominated her. Okay, so she's not for it. the for the, the persistent. No, but there, I don't think there's any way the Democrats can actually change stop them, gotcha. the Republicans. Gotcha. Um, because cause that was that's sort of the Republican stance. They're like, "Fuck you! We've got the votes right now." Um, I, I know there there are some. Uh, there's some of the Senate elections. So it all comes down to the Senate. The Senate is the one that, that uh, is going to confirm. The president gets to nominate the justice. The Senate is the one that actually has to confirm them, mm-hmm. like to so they become a Supreme Court justice. And there are some, some Senate elections will, I think, be decided before that vote happens. They, they happen earlier than the presidency. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know how much that could come into play. My understanding was there wasn't any way the Democrats could, could stop her from becoming uh, a justice because the Republicans are just going to like, are like, fuck you, hell or high water. We don't care what we said. And what could happen is if the, the Democrats win the Senate, Joe Biden becomes president, then they could say, okay, instead of having nine justices, we're going to have, you know, 13 or 11 or something like that. Even it out a little bit, hopefully. Uh, yeah, and that's what. So, if you've heard people talk about court packing, that's what they're talking about. Um, what do you know about what do you know about this this woman? I don't know anything about about her at all, good or bad. Uh, yeah, so I know a couple things. <laughs> so she she was a professor uh, from the University of Notre Dame. She she she's all, she's an originalist. That's what it's called. Where she again she wants to interpret the Constitution the way the founding fathers meant. She she is very very pro life. Which uh, just just to go back, I think I've talked about this before. Republicans do an amazing job with branding. They're so the the Republicans are amazing at it. The Democrats are fucking horrible. That's just a great like calling it pro life, which is such good branding. Whereas an example where I'm like, Democrats, what are you doing when they called it defund the police? I'm like, that's the worst terminology. Like you should have called it support the police. Yeah. And then, and then the Republicans have to be, no, we want to strike down supporting the police. And you're like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? But anyhow, so she, she wants to get, she wants to get rid of Roe v. Wade. She thinks it's bad. Um, and she, she also wrote a position paper when she was a, a, uh, uh, a professor at the University of Notre Dame uh, against the Affordable Care Act. She w- she also wants to get rid of Obamacare. Mm. Okay. Um, which, and this, and this, see, this is this, and this is the funny. I, I would also like for them to get rid of R- Obamacare. Like that whole like repeal and replacing. I'm like, that's great if you actually replace it with something better. Better. Which you need to tell us what you're gonna like. If Trump was like, hey. I'm going to repeal and replace Obamacare and we're going to replace it with like actual good universal healthcare, like first world countries that have good healthcare. Yeah. Uh, I'd be like, awesome, Trump, do you that. Know the, you yes. Wanna, you want to know the plan. Get him, Trump. You want to know the plan first before you say yay or nay. And right now they have not well, presented a plan. And, and this is, this is, this is the This is where I, I, it's not even that I'm, I'm cautious or anything like that. It's they want to use the free market. That's what they've said. And the free market doesn't work for healthcare for a whole bunch of reasons. But at the end of the day, providing the best care for people isn't the best way to make profit. It's like the, the ways to provide just enough care for people where they're not dying and they can still pay their premiums. 
And that's not a good recipe for a happy and healthy population because that affects so many other things. People not being healthy and as productive. And again, it's that same like short-term gains for a kind of long-term loss mentality. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that. I don't like that. Um, did, did, did you guys, when you were like, you were a Whittier College business major, were you not? Yeah. Did you did you talk a lot about? Did you have like a like a free market class where you talked about the no, way it works? No, we didn't. I mean, they they it's it's all general stuff. They never get into. I mean, I'm sure there maybe there was a course that was that got into more specifics, but none of the courses that I took were that like they didn't go into that much depth. They kind of just kind of broadly covered everything a little bit. They didn't they didn't go into full detail. So, um so. Well, so just 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 correct correct me if I'm wrong here. Like one of the core principles of the free market is that um, the way it regulates itself. If you don't like the price, you know. So say we're talking about cars, right? You're like, okay, they're asking this much money for a Honda, and I don't think the quality is quite as good, and the price is a little bit too much. I'm gonna go buy a different brand, and that that way the market's gonna set yeah. what the actual value of the choose, thing is, right? You get to choose. You get to choose, but one of the, the absolute keys is you have to be able to say, oh, well, I'm not going to buy the car this week. I'll wait till there's a better model. I'll wait till the price change fluctuates, whatever. Um, so for one, for the free market to be able to work with healthcare, you would need to be, and this is, for example, this is an extreme example. I'm intentionally using an extreme example. You need to be able to, to get in a car crash, be in like critical care in the ambulance and be like, well... This hospital charges a little bit too much. There is a much better hospital price-wise, like three counties over. I'm in critical condition. I'm bleeding out. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait until I can kind of get to this other hospital. I want to see if their prices drop a little bit. And then when that's all good, then, then I'm going to go and I'll get my, my wounds from this fatal, like potentially fatal car accident treated. Like it doesn't work so good, yeah. does it? Yeah. <laughs> no, there, there, there's no the, the 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 system is not flawless. There are holes in the system for sure. Well, and and you trying to use especially in trying to use free market for healthcare. So that's again that's that when they've said that they want free market to dictate healthcare, and that's that's the stated. Yeah, we need to let the free market deal with this, and then they say that they want to re- repeal something that I think isn't great, but is at least like semi-functional and they won't tell us what they want to replace it with. And I know the philosophy they're bringing into the, the mix. And I get really nervous and highly skeptical. Sorry. I was just, Did I lo- no, 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 no. I was just oh, I yeah, was no. reading a text that my sister just sent me. Guess what? No problem. Negative. Woo, woo, woo. So not. Oh wow! This this has been like a whole arc. Yeah. Of this podcast. No. So, so so your sister is negative. Yeah. The only the only potent. The- was that was that that was COVID right? Not, yes. Not, this this was this this was a COVID test, not a Roe v. Wade test. Stop it. Um. <laughs> yeah. So the the only small, slight, possibly maybe chance that I could have you know. Had COVID, it was very, it was very, it was a long shot that I would have had it. Like if she would have had it got infected from her that one day they hung out, and then it would have had to pass on to me 
the one hour mm-hmm. I hung out with my sister last like week ago or whatever. But the chances were very slim. She took her test. She's cool. I don't need to take a test. I'm cool. And I'm going to go back outside and go get something to eat later. And get drunk. Woo-woo. I think this was a this was a good place to end. That was such a uh, such a full arc from beginning <laughs> to end. And just to, just to close up, what I've been saying in this whole thing is, and I thought I, I had I had to think about all the different Game of Thrones characters to to bring that that thing to a close. It's it's like yeah, we we all want the John, we all want Jon Snow. We're we're looking for Jon Snow and we're trying to get him into the the all the little Jon Snows of the world into positions of power. Um, but I'm a, I, I'm a realist. I believe that the White Walkers are real. The the uh, the freaking Watchers on the Wall have been like, hey, they've breached the borders. And at this point, the the decisions between for, between the leaders of the Resistance are Jorah Mormont or Joffrey. And I'm like, well, Jorah's fucking old, and he's can be kind of an idiot sometimes, and uh, maybe sometimes his, his decision making's questionable, and he gets a little bit too handsy with um, with Daenerys <laughs> than I would like. It's kind of weird. It's like Joe, she's like, or sorry, Jorah, she's way way younger than you, but like, and 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 oh, by the way, his 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 if you recall, his past was not squeaky clean, but it was it's like relatively clean compared to some of these other fuckers. I'm like, dude, I will take Jorah Mormont in a goddamn heartbeat if over Joffrey, and I don't have the luxury of saying, well, Jorah and Joffrey, they're really two sides of the same coin, and I'm going to wait until there's a Jon Snow because the goddamn fucking White Walkers are coming, and I'm getting, you know, I I, I don't want to be uh, turned into an icicle. That has been Aaron. He thinks he's Jorah Mormont. No, no, what? That was that was your I think that jo- was your opinion. I said no. I don't think I'm Jorah. No, Mormont. no, no. That your uh, that uh, Biden is in your reference and your analogy you're trying to make. That that was the closest one I could could think of. It was either it was him or that old fucker who was the uh, the 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 Aemon? leader of the the, the Night's Aemon. Watch. Aemon Targaryen. Yeah, it was one of those two. Yeah, I know my Targaryen lineage, bro. But at me. I don't remember. So, what had uh, Aemon Targaryen done to like? Did he have a fucked up past? Uh, n- no, he was just a Targaryen, and he was like he was. I think because I was reading the the other books, the other um, uh, mm-hmm. not the Game of Thrones, uh, Song of Ice and Fire. There are a couple other books that are kind of tangentially related, and one of them goes on to the lineage of the Targaryens. Anyway, Aemon was like the third or fourth in line to become the Targaryen, but he didn't, he didn't, he did not covet power. So he was like, peace out. Um, Perfect. That's, we got, I'm glad we got that cleared up. Now, now the people, no, no, Aegon Targaryen, or Aemon Targaryen's backstory, they can go into this election informed with clear thought and presence of mind. And uh, hopefully we don't all get killed by the White Walkers. That's all I got to say. Peace out for me. I got two minutes left, probably less. Good luck to my Dodgers. They won last night, game one of the NLCS wild card. Game two in about an hour or so. Good luck, guys. And good luck to my woman, <clears throat> mi mujer, Irene. She fights Saturday, Holly Home. 
good luck to her. She's a slight underdog. Uh, yeah. Talk to you, uh, cabrones degenerates, next week. Um, I hope the uh, politics didn't put you guys to sleep, but it was entertaining for me. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you.